Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's right, we got a long time to go in this galaxy far, far away, but no time left for them prequels. It's done. We've reached Revenge of the Sith, everybody, after, what, three months, four months, something crazy like that. We have finally finished the prequels here on A Long Time to Go. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm back, baby. Couldn't keep me away from watching stupid Hayden Christensen burn up on Fire Planet. No way I was missing that. So that's happened, and I'm really excited uh, about who I'm here with today, because this is a person who is sort of like... Because like clearly in the in the analogy, I'm Luke Skywalker, right? Like Obviously, like I'm the young, handsome Jedi. I'm the guy who's like going to go and save the day and return to the Jedi and stuff. But I wouldn't be able to do it without like my uh really awesome old man forest ghost uh accompanying me through everything in terms of all of the podcast adventures I've been on over the last couple of years. And that very old person actually happens to be someone who's basically my age. Uh but lives a, like a literal world away from me. Um and is one of like the most important people in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I never really get to podcast with unless we're talking about books and stuff on Lost. But if you like Down the Hatch, and if you like A Long Time to Go, you should know that these podcasts are not possible without this man. Here in these parts, we call him the Ben Kenobi behind the curtain. Ben Martell, welcome to A Long Time to Go. How are you doing, Josh? Um, it's a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do call me Old Ben, the old hermit ben. around these parts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, <laughs> the Ben Kenobi behind the curtain seems yeah. good, right? Yeah. Thank well, you if, for bringing if, me along. If, if, you're, if you're Ben Kenobi, uh, and we're just, like, extending the metaphor, then I guess, like, just, like, either I'm a baby Luke Skywalker, or I'm Anakin, and I'm just about to get decimated over the course of these next two hours. Is it not possible that you are Yoda, the Grandmaster himself, <laughs> Josh? We could go with sure. that. Yeah, let's do that. I don't know. Yeah, see, like, <laughs> we know my Yoda's pretty good. It's not bad. 
so I guess I'll I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say that's me. That's I'm, you. I'm Yoda. Me, that, that is. And that's with Ben. We're the last <laughs> two left. I don't know yes. what happened to everyone else. Yeah. So Josh, I was thinking, why why did you ask me to come along to Revenge of the Sith? And all I can figure out is you basically went. Ben's just had a new baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, the younglings die in this yeah. movie. Like, seems to be a perfect fit. Yeah, I thought about what would be, uh, who would be an appropriate person to like, kind of speak to like how traumatic this movie might be to weather uh, to a certain extent. Because this is a very intense Star Wars film, Revenge of the Sith. The uh, the crowning achievement, the climax, the conclusion of the prequel trilogy. I think crowning achievement is completely fair. Yeah, low bar, low bar, low bar. And I and I had wondered about this a little bit because like my contrarian take over the years has been like, nah, it's the Phantom Menace. Come on. And then like having done these, like I do think I walk away from the prequels with a pretty easy three, two, one. Ultimately, I think is probably where I'm where I'm going. You know what? Revenge of the Sith is actually kind of great. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I mean, there's things Maybe. about it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, why did I ask you along, Ben? Because I thought this would be really fun. Uh, ben, yeah. you you've been keeping uh, you've been keeping the ball up in the air or the X wing up in the air with your force powers. Here on A Long Time to Go, you supply, as you often do, on Down the Hatch, copious notes that make the podcast possible. Uh, and I wanted to, to talk to you and see your face and hear your voice and talk Star Wars with you because I actually don't think that we've ever really had like a very extensive Star Wars conversation before. No, never. This will be a first, and I'm looking forward to getting into it. I yeah. think there's, uh, there's heaps about the prequels and also the way this movie links onto what is to come in the months ahead on A Long Time to Go. Uh, this is this is a really interesting movie. It kind of touches on everything. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out before we really dive into this to Mike Bloom and Brendan Fitzpatrick, who held mm. it down on the Clone Wars recap uh, that I was not able to attend. They both did such a great job for at least half of it. I don't know how they did for the other <laughs> half of it. Yep, I'm in the same boat. Uh, For those who don't know, Josh and I are not going to be getting deep into the Clone Wars lore on this one. No. You've you've started it, right? I've started it. I've started it, Ben. I'm still like, I know that uh, my my take was represented on the podcast. I heard that much uh, that it's like, it's just, it's a lot. And like, I really wanted to get deeper into it. I wasn't able to get deeper into it. Um, I may cry Uncle Kenobi uh, on on this one, uh, at least for the time being, because I really do want to watch um, Rebels. I also do want to watch The Bad Batch, though. And in fact, just a programming note, um, you know, the way that this was going to work out was we were going to go straight from Revenge of the Sith into Solo. Uh, Solo was going to be the next thing we were going to watch for May. But The Bad Batch is premiering in May, and that does canonically take place next after Revenge of the Sith. So, oh, wow. breaking news happening now uh, that at the very least, we're going to do a Bad Batch premiere. I think in May, we're going to do like a Bad Batch premiere podcast, and then like at the end of May, like maybe a check in on where we are with The Bad Batch. It's not going to be weekly. Uh, it will be at least one podcast. 
uh hopefully too again i really do appreciate everybody just sort of like tolerating the the loose schedule on these podcasts um very very blessed with the great new job but it is definitely uh difficult to do the uh the even the three out of four weeks uh a month um podcast schedule that was promised at the start of this so i do appreciate that everyone seems to be pretty cool about the flexibility we're still pumping out the podcast it's just uh maybe not quite as uh robust as we as we thought but bad batch is going to be next and i do feel like ben like i kind of want to at least see like the bad batch clone wars stuff i'm sure that that's an option right like it does feel like having uh watched what i've watched of clone wars anyway that like there is some degree of like uh, choose off the menu a la carte, like what you wanna, what you wanna imbibe in. Yeah, well, look. Before I came here for this, I watched the last four episodes of season seven, which is essentially Ahsoka Tano's perspective on what's going on during the same period of time of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, and really? Like, is it, is it is it concurrent? Yeah, it's concurrent. Um, so I, uh, Fitzy told me that's what you should watch if you're going to watch anything before. Well, the right. So I went and watched it and I was impressed. I thought, yes, you can kind of dive into the act you want to dive into. I didn't feel like I'd missed too much, but also just basic things like the quality of the animation. And it was like watching a completely different show. Yeah. Honestly, to, to back at season one, it was quite stunning. Um, yeah. So that was a good experience. I recommend getting into the Bad Batch episodes. There's just, there's a four, uh, an arc of four, I think, in season seven on those. Okay. At least if you watch those, I think uh, that's a good primer for, for May. Well, that's, I, I'm going to, I'm going to aim to do that because I want to, I want to have some sort of measure of what the Bad Batch are before I watch the show with Brendan Fitzpatrick. Brendan's going to come back. We're going to do Bad Batch together. Uh, Brendan has, like, uh, whether he wants it or not, I think he's been drafted into being our animation correspondent here on A Long Time To Go. Uh, so that'll be a really fun podcast next month. Uh, but first, we're going to do Revenge of the Sith, the recap here today. And then uh, schedules, uh, should they align, Kevin and Latanya and myself will do some feedback. We'll do some uh, duel of debates. Should be... A really fun time but i don't know ben not not a ton of not a ton to debate as far as like is it a perfect movie absolutely not is there some ridiculous stuff in this movie a million percent is there some like why did you do that (laughs) absolutely but to to put it on clone wars like maybe like having watched some clone wars has put me in this headspace of like looking at revenge of the sith ben as if it's like this feels like uh like the clone wars series finale almost does that make sense to some degree No, I think it does make sense. And, you know, one of the things that I think is a challenge about assessing this movie is what lens do you look at it through? Because it came out before the Clone Wars. There's things in here that I look at and I go, you know, is that good? Is that bad? Uh, How do they explain this? And I know that the canonical answer to those things is eventually in the Clone Wars. And, And, you know, I think it's fair perhaps to raise those things as issues with the film um maybe we can talk through some of them but but whatever the clone wars has definitely gone back and made sense of a lot of the stuff in here that maybe isn't perfect um so seeing it as a clone wars finale makes a lot of sense i think yeah that's that's sort of like that was like my almost like my eureka uh watching it this week was just like how linked it felt to what I'd seen of Clone Wars and just like how, how Clone Wars did get me more invested in this period of time. Um, that, that is definitely, that is definitely something that's happened for me. 
Yeah, and an Anakin as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like one of the things I think the prequels did poorly at is George Lucas said he was telling the story of Anakin, and I never really felt it perhaps until I started watching The Clone Wars, and I get it a bit more now. Yeah. Um, so if, if only that, that's something that it's well worth having The Clone Wars for. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's let's get into Revenge of the Sith. Uh, let's let's talk about this. And you know, it's funny because what normally happens when I do one of these podcasts, and lately when I when I do Down the Hatch, is uh, I have sprawling notes to guide me through the conversation, uh, like big organized notes that help me remember what the heck happened in the thing that i'm supposed to be talking about here and oddly enough ben like you tend to draft these notes and so what am what am i about to do i'm about to like parrot your notes back to you (laughs) yep (laughs) uh so like i can like grade your jokes on the fly like if i say something that doesn't land and in a comedic way uh you can blame ben um and also ben like you can gauge like how much of uh, uh of your prose i'm truly acknowledging along the way versus what i think is sort of like superfluous so you can like engender a real grudge so that you get like an anakin versus obi-wan thing towards me this could be really awesome and intense uh yeah, I mean, I think I definitely go overboard with the notes. I'm sure you skip a lot of them, but it's better to have stuff there than not. Uh, have it, I right? wouldn't. I wouldn't have it any other way. No, your notes are incredible. Your notes, really, I, I cannot stress enough. I, I, I say this whenever, probably not even remotely close to as often as as I possibly could. But I try to really underline this. So many of the podcasts that you people enjoy here on Post Your Recaps are not possible without Ben Martell. Just straight up. Like, Ben, like, Down the Hatch wouldn't exist if you hadn't been like, you're going to do the podcast. Like, you Jedi (laughs) mind tricked me. (laughs) And thank God for that. I, like, lightly, like, tweeted something out while I was on vacation being like, all right, well, I just I just binge watched Lost again for the 800th time. Would anyone want a podcast about it? And it's just like a test balloon. And then it had like a huge reaction. And you were like, hey, so um, you have to do it. It was more or less a long con. And getting down the hatch was a nice thing, but I was more like, eh, I want Josh to be my friend. This seems like a good way to do it. It worked. It worked. Let's see how it goes after this podcast. All right. (laughs) Uh, So let's hop into Revenge of the Sith. It's episode three. It is the final prequel. And as I like to do here, when we got a crawl, I'd like to tell you the crawl. So here we go. I'm going to read the crawl to you in my best Clone Wars old-timey announcer voice. Wall. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader General Grievous has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. As the Separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage, two Jedi Knights lead a valuable mission to rescue the captive Chancellor. That's the final crawl of, of Star Wars that George Lucas did. Could, I feel like he could have done better. Uh, he definitely could have done better. The other ones I've had fun typing, but... 
if you go to episode four, you know, it is a period of civil war. There's there's so much cool stuff in that one. This one is, even writing it, I had to go back and watch it about five times. You know what I would say? I would, it does you know not what flow. I, I, would call, I would call it drab. Drab. I think That's dra- right. Drab's the word I'm going to use. It's drab. And this time through, it triggered me as well, Josh, because what is this? <laughs> there are heroes on both sides. Yeah, stuff. what are you talking about? Heroes on both sides. What is that? What, what do you, is who, that? Who are you? Who are you talking about? Tell me who that is. I thought Palpatine's had his hand on this curl. Yeah, getting that in there. It's like George Lucas being like, "Well, Palpatine's not that." But whoa, <laughs> no, there aren't. There aren't heroes on both sides. One side's no, bad, right. and the one other side bad. has some has some has some real idiots on it for sure. But like, one side is like actively like. Uh, not good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure who the heroes are supposed to be on Palpatine's side. Who is that? Like, that's what I want to know. Did we just not watch enough of Clone Wars yet, Ben? Was this like a Clone <laughs> Wars tip-off? Drayson can tell us in the post-show recap Discord. Who is yeah. the hero on Palpatine's side? What are you talking about? There's he- <laughs> there's hero on both... Whoa! No, there aren't. <laughs> George... But- well, one thing I thought is, what, what would the, I think this crawl would actually be less drab if it was just written from Palpatine's perspective. Like, I know. Perhaps they should re-release the Star Wars movies, but have the crawl being from Palpatine's perspective in all of them. I think now it works for all nine, that we could really be onto a winner with this. Um, you know, George, he never has finished making these movies, so here's his next turn. Yeah, release the Lucas cut. Um all right, let's let's hop into the movie. It, it's a it's an exciting start, but like it, but this this was so I'm of two minds. One is that like this is this was like sort of like that instant moment where it clicked for me that this was like this was a, a Clone Wars finale because like it felt very much of a piece with a lot of Clone Wars that I've seen. Um, Anakin Skywalker, legendarily uh, excellent pi- uh, pilot. It's about to say legendarily excellent podcaster, uh, <laughs> legendarily excellent pod racer. Uh, but I mean, we don't yeah. know what Darth Vader did between here and episode four. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is over, but we're just getting started. Yeah, I don't know. This is what the Obi Wan series is going to be about, and yes. I cannot wait for it. Yeah, because Anakin may still be like, he's not going to be a tween, but he's like a young adult, you know, he's like, uh, maybe he'll be like, um, you know, late 20s, early to mid 30s, having some sort of podcast crisis, nothing too familiar to my world. Uh, And he's just like wasting his time on the Death Star. Like Palpatine's like, you should probably like be going out there doing Sith stuff, right? It's like, I've got a show. I've got my fifth show of the week to record. It's a I lot. Mean, what people, else has count, got to do? people count on me. <laughs> when you bring peace and free- freedom to the galaxy, like the Emperor <laughs> did by creating the Empire, there's nothing yeah. else to do. I have to stick to the schedule. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, <laughs> but they but they show this piece off, right? Of like this is what the this is what the animated show does, and so like the the movie begins this way, and I I don't know if I like I think like there was a part of me when I watched it the first time being like, what are you guys doing? Wasting time on a space battle like this is he's got to become Darth Vader, 
You not you're not like you already wasted so much time. You did two movies where it's like, how's this guy Darth Vader? And we're just doing like sort of like whims whimsy, uh, like jokey jokestery type stuff of like the banter between Obi Wan and Anakin, and like this is gonna be the Darth Vader movie. And now Ben, call it maturation, call it whatever you'd like, uh, call it desperation, uh, you know, regression, nostalgia. For a time where the Star Wars discourse was not what it uh, was around recent films. Um, but I actually enjoyed this. And I think that it, it actually maybe kind of works that like you're getting sort of like the like the like the, the the barbs, right? The trading of the barbs between Anakin and Obi-Wan because the juxtaposition of this versus their final scene together in this movie it's stark ben it is and yeah i mean i completely agree with the juxtaposition this is like pull my finger shake my hand and then later in the movie uh, do that again except i'm just like a charred corpse on the fire planet like it's a very uh it's a very far cry Yeah, I think, you know, Hayden Christensen is not perfect in this movie by any means. But one thing I think I very much like this time is the relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan in this movie. Uh, I think it plays well. And I think in in this sequence, the sequence is 23 minutes long, by the way, which is like, is that like 20% of, I'm not good at math, but it's a long part of the movie. It was a surprise. It was a surprise to me that it was uh, as long. I I thought that like, so I thought that when we got to Anakin versus Count Dooku, that that was kind of like the end of this part. And then, yeah. And then, and then they keep going. And then General Grievous is like, no, 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 no. You're not getting out of here uh, without me being a piece of this. I was like, oh, I completely forgot that like, yeah, that we had like a lot going on here. One thing, though, I think there's some things about this sequence that I love, and then there's some things that I'm like, what are you doing? Like, for example, why are you having a battle above Coruscant in the Coruscant gravity well? Uh, This is just going to kill, surely this fight is killing millions of people on the ground as all the space debris is falling. There's no place for debris to land on this planet. The whole damn thing's a big city with skyscrapers. The entire thing is a city. It's a sprawling metropolan. It can't not get attacked by uh space uh, uh detritus like this is happening this is real this is a terrible idea um but maybe there's some degree to which this is all part of palpatine's plan like weaken the city a little bit get them scared get everybody feeling like uh the entire uh galaxy under palpatine's thumb is going to be a safer deal uh so you know when you when you think about it this way right like because like so, like, just, like, the shortcut version of this is Palpatine has been captured, General Grievous has him, this is happening above Coruscant, but we know that Palpatine is the Sith Lord, we know that he is the big old piece of Sith, uh, and that he has arranged for this, like, this is all part of the plan, like, this is, this is him, uh, you know, doing, doing Palpatine things. He is the mole, Ben. Oh, well, <laughs> funny you should raise that, because... I've got another mole in this sequence. Ooh, who do you I've got? I've got a completely different mole. At Grievous's pilot, did you hear this guy in this sequence? It sounds like some LA surfer dude who's <laughs> trying to do a Newt Gunray accent. <laughs> so he's, 
the Jedi are in the hangar bay. I don't yeah. know. It's like, <laughs> and that guy is, he, he is not one of Newt Gunray's species. I'm telling you, he's some kind of changeling that's managed to worm his way into Grievous's ship. I, um, Clone Wars I, fans are screaming their heads off through like, that's Lazarus Stingray. He's a very important <laughs> character. Well, I actually went down the rabbit hole on this, and the voice actor is Ben Burt. Do you know that name? Uh, no. Ben Burt is the sound engineer on Star Wars. He invented huh. some of the most iconic sounds, like Darth Vader's breathing and the lightsaber. So, perhaps a well-deserved voice cameo, but... Uh, <laughs> That's but he interesting. Like a surfer dude pretending to be Nuke. Well, that's pretty funny. I missed that. Uh, well, good for Ben Burt. You know, props to your team, George Lucas. You got to give him props where you can. So give him a voice cameo. Works for me. Uh, but this whole thing is a ruse. It's a ploy. Uh, so I think it makes sense that Palpatine or Sheev, as we like to call him around here, uh, Revenge of the Sheev. Uh, that he's like, well, let's make, let's, let's, let's have this hit really close to home, right? Like, let's do this here in front of yeah, everybody. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. And actually, he doesn't uh, care my, if this stuff falls on people. He's not down there. No. So my my nephew, who's the biggest Star Wars fan I know, he's of the you know the Katakuri and Drayson category. This would fit exactly with what he said to me about this movie. So he said basically. Palpatine's plan involved making sure the public perception of the war was very low and that everyone blamed the Jedi for it. So I guess that fits with this perfectly. If what this is going to do is make the planet of Coruscant turn on the Jedi, then perfect. Yeah, and I mean, like, so so Obi-Wan and Anakin, they're going to go in, they're going to do all sorts of cool flyboy tricks and everything, but when when they get there... Uh, they are going to, you know, they're going to wind up in epic battle with Christopher Lee. They're back with Count Dooku. And it is this, uh, this really, this really gnarly scene that, that sets the tone. And, and I do think, again, like, I think it is that juxtaposition. Um, it's this, it's this hard turn from the lighter, goofier, like, phantom menace skewing side of the spectrum. Uh, spectrum to something a lot harsher uh as you get this battle it's it's very reminiscent of of the end of attack of the clones where obi-wan and anakin they're fighting we've seen this before it didn't go their way last time obi-wan again getting knocked out it's like oh great here we go again and instead anakin like he's been through a lot he's been through uh seven seasons worth of a lot uh, of a tv show at this point he's ready to roll and he's gonna when he slices off Count Dooku's hands, hey, yeah. you know it's it's not as iconic as Empire Strikes Back by any stretch of the imagination, but like this like hurts in a way that like I don't know Ben like I don't feel like Star Wars has like hit this hard like in terms of like visceral physical violence. It's a PG thirteen movie, which is the first one in the whole saga, right? Yeah, I mean, wait, yeah, I, I agree. We've lost hands before, but this is different. You like watch um, them drop, like you see him with the stumps, like yeah, he's a he's an old like he's, he's suddenly he's an old frail man in that moment, and like sort of the giggling quality of Palpatine too in that moment is like oh, oh this yeah. is like this is creepy, this is bad. Yeah, Ian McDermott and Christopher Lee both play this very well. You can see that moment where 
uh, Palpatine's plan is coming to fruition, and you can see the moment where Dooku realizes he's been betrayed. Yeah, um, both of them are very clear and and fantastic. Yeah, it's a moment uh, that that uh, that that played really well with me on this rewatch when he's like, "Kill him," and Duke is just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard me, kill him, and Anakin's like, ah, "I don't know, I don't know." It is this moment for Anakin where like he's kind of like treating this like because he does just chop his head off, like he si- yeah. he he scissors he lightsaber scissors his head. Clean off, Ben. And yeah. when he and when he does it, he kind of has this reaction where Palpatine's like, "Oh, that was great." And Anakin's <laughs> like, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." It's like like he had eaten like more chocolate than he should have. <laughs> yeah, we get that a bit. <laughs> I think this is where Hayden Christensen is not so good because his facial expression backs up. He's eaten more chocolate than he should have. Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that wasn't the right thing to do. It's not the Jedi way. And Palpatine's like, yeah, but it was cool, right? Didn't it feel kind of good? And Anakin's like, oh, you know, it did kind of feel pretty good. Uh, it did. But it is just like a really, uh, wow, it's just like a really intense way to uh, to kill off a, 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 kill off anybody in, in one of these movies. But to kill off Christopher Lee, he was the big bad guy of episode two. And then he's in this for just a second, and then it's just like he gets b- both of his hands chopped off. And then what a terrible final couple of minutes on not even minutes, seconds. It's a minute at best. I mean, so many people lose their hands in these movies. It, it, I suppose at least he doesn't have to go without his hands for long. I mean, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people yeah, they don't have their hands for a very long time. Yeah. But what do you, what did Dooku think was actually happening here? I don't know. I mean, he knows Palpatine. One assumes he knows Palpatine's his master. He's busy telling Anakin to channel his fear and hate and anger. Surely he, on some level, understands Palpatine's trying to use Anakin's dark tendencies. So, yeah, I, d- I don't know that Dooku should have been so surprised about how this ended up. I think maybe Dooku thinks that Anakin He's going to best Anakin in combat again, but in this way where, like, they'll kill Obi-Wan and then they'll recruit Anakin. And then, like, Anakin's, like, that that Palpatine is going to, like, let Dooku be the master and Anakin gets to be his apprentice or, like, something uh, like that. The rule of three. Yeah. It's always three, Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's new, right? He doesn't know. <laughs> he's just learning still. I love how Sheev is, like, all right, well, let's get out of here. And Anakin's like, yeah, but what about Obi-Wan? He's like, definitely just leave him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be calling Order 66 soon anyway. Like, not worth it. He's dead soon no matter what. Yeah, I mean, this really should have been a moment where Anakin was thinking, what's up with you? Like, I don't really yeah. trust you if you want me to leave Obi-Wan behind. Uh, lots of bad judges of character in the prequels and specifically in the Jedi Order. Yeah. Um, you know, Anakin doesn't really know better yet. Like, it takes, it basically takes later on in the movie Palpatine being like, look, man, like, I'm a Sith. And Anakin's yeah. like, wait. <laughs> oh, really? And Palpatine's like, yeah, obviously. Pretty clearly I'm a Sith. Pretty clearly I'm the Sith. And Anakin's like, what? And Palpatine's like, God damn it. <laughs> like, like, they're, they're like very dense people. Very, very well, dense people. 
See, I have a theory on this, which is, you know, we say the Jedi are bad. And and look, the Jedi are bad in these prequels. But I think um, the only way I can safely explain how they go five years without understanding this, and then suddenly in the last few days they're sensing a plot, is that Palpatine is really able to control the way that people are experiencing the force and that it's like, um, you know, that it's kind of like they're blind men, the Jedi council. They rely on only one sense, which is their sense of the force and the sense of the feelings. And I think yeah. Palpatine must be really effectively messing with that because they only start to sense, Oh, something's up. There's a plot to destroy the Jedi when Palpatine needs them to so that they'll do the things he wants them to so he can turn it around on them, you know? Yeah. I, I, I feel like, yeah, this must be the story that's untold. Palpatine is very good at keeping them in the dark. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, the the charitable read is that, like, it's not that Yoda and the rest of the Jedi are bad at what they do. It's that Palpatine is exceptional at what he does. Yeah. But and, why and, not both? Why not both, why not though? Both? You know, <laughs> And I feel like there's signs that Yoda might be the only one of them that can kind of see a little bit. But most of them, they just go along. Yeah, they're kind of just in on it. Um, this this scene then does go on way too long. Um, yeah. Like They're like, all right, well, let's get Palpatine out of here. And, oh, we got to get Obi-Wan, too. And, oh, my God, we're getting captured. And, oh, my God, here's General Grievous with, like, all of his arms and his, like, his like lightsaber collection. Like, have I shown you my lightsaber collection? <laughs> I, got the, uh, I got this one from. Yeah, like, he just loves, he loves his little lightsabers, this guy. There was one cool moment in here, I think, which was when Grievous shattered the windscreen and, and just jumped out into space uh, as his way of escaping. But, yeah, otherwise, the reason we remember this ending with Dooku is because it could just have ended with the Dooku stuff, Could have just really. ended there, for sure. Uh, it, defi- it definitely could have. It goes on way too long. Grievous is going to jump out into space um, without a ship, without anything, really, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess his robotics enable him to breathe. But then all that it, all that needs to happen later is like you like pry open like his his chest, yeah. like he's <laughs> like a propane tank. You know, like it's not really that secure. And there are his organs, and you just shoot him a few times, and he's gone. So I don't know, whatever. Uh, but he he does escape. I think at this point, Grievous had debuted in the um, the original Cartoon Network Clone Wars shorts, I believe. All uh, right. I'm pretty sure that like he predates Revenge of the Sith as a cartoon character. And I know as this podcast is out that those Clone Wars shorts are now available on Disney+. Plus. Um, which I'm I'm really curious to check out, not the least of which is because the episodes are like three minutes long. Um, about the length of time that Michael gets to hang out with Walt. Like, I could watch, like, I could do that. That seems, <laughs> that seems viable. And I know people really, really love those, even though they're not, like, wildly uh, or widely considered canon anymore. Uh, and then not for nothing, also, the Ewok movies, I believe, are now out on Disney+. And if you thought Revenge of the Sith was dark, the first 15 minutes of the second Ewok movie are some of the most traumatic. Uh. Uh, do you ever watch the Ewok movies? No, tell me more. 
traumatic Ewoks? What is yeah, this? I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. Go check okay. it out. But but like, don't show your kids. <laughs> I know okay. you're going to be tempted to like they're 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 Ewoks. They're cuddly. They're cute. Let me show my kids. They want to watch some Star. Don't do it. The first fifteen minutes of the second Ewok movie. Uh, I you know. Optimus Prime losing his life the way that he did in the animated Transformers movie was tough and more iconic for sure. But this was a little bit more effed up, uh, what happens in the second Ewoks movie. And I watched this as a kid. I watched this as a kid and I, it was, it was hard. It was hard. It was hard, Ben. It was a tough time. It's the first thing I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> I'll report back in the Discord. Well, you will. Uh, this podcast is going to come out at the time where that's available. As we're recording this, you're still a little while away, but I'll remind you. I'll yeah, make well, sure. I said sure it's the first forget. thing I, I'm going to do, but that gives me like two weeks, so that's fine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, all right, cool. Hey, we're back. Yay, we saved Palpatine. And it was like, whoa, Anakin, pretty good job. Pretty good job, Anakin. Not bad. Gets like a big load of not bad. He also kills like 300 civilians on the ground <laughs> landing the ship. <laughs> Takes out the control tower. But hey, we saved two Jedi and the Chancellor. Right? Yeah, man. So- like everyone sucks here. Like they're all they're all about uh, you know um, the casualties. Just think about the casualties. So many. It's ridiculous. An it's outstanding <laughs> amount of dead bodies uh, has have been accrued here, and and like and people are still like, hey, Anakin, you did a pretty good job. Like I think this speaks pretty clearly to. The state of things uh, this deep into the Clone Wars, coming to the end of the Clone Wars here at the start of Revenge of the Sith. Ben, maybe we do need to question the the heroes on both sides thing even more. Yeah, maybe there's heroes on no side. There sides. are no heroes. <laughs> no, look, I, I, I'll give Yoda a pass. Yeah, yeah, there may be one hero. I know, I know. And Obi-Wan is cool. Certainly the beard. And there's Jimmy Smiths. Um, yeah, Jimmy Smiths. So Anakin and Padme are going to reunite. Um, we find out that Padme is pregnant, and I can't tell if I. I'm trying to. Is Hayden? How is Hayden Christensen playing this? Ben, are we supposed to think uh, that like that? Uh, Anakin's having this moment of like, nope, we're not yep. doing this. That's uh, how but, I like, read it. Yeah, but it like quickly shifts. Yeah. yeah, like. Yeah, well, what I thought is, oh, you've handled that badly. Like, Padme's not going to like that. Of course, Padme overlooks everything, every dodgy thing Anakin does everything. throughout all of the movies. So he gets away with it. But with any other woman, I think Anakin is in the in the crap for the next week after this reaction. Yeah. Um, if, I it's think a, it, if it's a sitcom, uh, like, it's, a, it's at least a full episode of, like, yeah. Anakin didn't take the news right now. He has to make it up to her. Yeah, I think what's in his head is how do we keep hiding this? You know, like it's a thing he's trying to hide. It's pretty yeah. hard to hide a pregnancy in the senator who supposedly has no partner. So, yeah, I think maybe that's what's going on. That's the best I could do. Anakin's like, can't you just say that it was an immaculate conception? It's like, what are you talking <laughs> about? It's like, that's pretty common. No, it's like, no, you're like very special. <laughs> It's happening everywhere. Yeah, it's happening everywhere. Yeah, good thing Qui-Gon's not around anymore to be like, oh, how'd you get pregnant? Like, literally none of your business, dude. 
Well, he's not around for now, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he? He's later on. He's like, hey. I'm back. <laughs> I, believe, I believe that's the exact quote at the end of the movie. He's like, hey. <laughs> and cut to black. Yeah. And that's the end of Star Wars, The Revenge of the Siths. Um, so he's having the dreams, right? Uh, he's got these nightmares of uh, being like, Anakin, no. Um, and he is starting to freak out that she is going to die in childbirth. He straight up tells her too. It's like one of those moments, like I had a horrible dream and you died in it. And it was, it felt very, 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 very real. Um, which in my experience, like that doesn't go great when you're like, here's what happened in my dream. It was really messed up. It's like, cool. Now I'm fully unsettled for the day. <laughs> Yeah, well, but you know, in most cases, people are going to be like, okay, your dream is your brain, your screwed up brain, trying to, you know, deal with its own trauma. It's not reality. But I guess here we've got a track record, so maybe it is reality. Um, Here's a question, though. Is this Palpatine sticking this in, in Anakin's head? Like, is this a Mobius loop where Padme doesn't die unless... Anakin has the vision from Palpatine that he's going to die. Is this something that uh, that Force users are known to do? I mean, we know that they could do Jedi mind tricks and stuff, but like, I get. I mean, I guess like an interesting thing is like, what does a Jedi mind trick look like? Right? Like, how do you experience that? Is that something that's happening here? Well, we see this in Empire Strikes Back. So Darth Vader does it to uh, to Luke when Luke's on Dagobah. He's like, uh, "I got to go rescue my friends." From- is that is that Vader doing that? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was. Oh, I, well, we'll find out when we get to Empire. Well, right? we've got months, months, and months to go. A lot, a long time to go before we get there. <laughs> um, but I think at the very least, like I, I could, uh, I'm sure that there's like lore explanations and like the lore hounds are are ready to tell us. Um, yeah. But just for the sake of the podcast, like I can imagine um, that if like if if you could do the move along, move along of it all, uh, that there's got to be like a darker version of that, like. Uh, this is like the, like, it, does the man in black give you dreams type stuff, right? Like, this is yeah. like, can, can the Sith manipulate your dreams? Um, I think it's interesting. Kind of like that. You and I were talking offline about like, man, damn it, Rise of Skywalker. If you didn't exist, like, everyone would be on the same exact page being like, Palpatine's like a great character. Yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. very, very effective, like does his stuff, like he sucks, he's horrible, but he's also just like very efficiently great at what yeah. he does. And this would be just like another like MVP point for him, for sure. Yeah, completely. I think one thing that is, uh, I mean, he certainly knows about the visions, right? I don't know if that's just him being able to read Anakin for filth, but um, he is... I like to give credit to Palpatine for a lot of what's going on here. Like to me, that is a nice read of the movie. Um, the more credit we can give to Palpatine, the better in my book, the better yeah. villain he is. I agree. Uh, Anakin's going to go to Yoda and be like, I'm having weird dreams, dude. And Yoda's like, you should not be dreaming about people. You should not be having feelings for people. What did I tell you when you were a little boy, Annie? What did I tell you? Uh, what did I say? Like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, uh, 
none of this really makes sense to me. The whole like you can't be like you can't be friends with anyone. You can't love anyone. Like, does Yoda the- know about? Um, does Yoda know about Anakin's mum? Um, I don't know. I, don't know. I can't remember. You like to think that Yoda knows a lot about everything, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. But either way, like this is sort of like you know the attachments lead to the dark side. You got to let it go, and Anakin's like, hmm. Gotta be honest, I don't love that. Yeah, and me either. Yeah, I mean, you and Jess talked a bit about this in the last one, right? It's uh, it's something that it feels like the Jedi aren't quite getting right. And if really you shouldn't be attached to people. Doesn't that also undermine the original trilogy where yeah. I feel like Luke benefits from his attachment? I feel like, um, you know, you have the Force ghosts, Obi-Wan comes back and talks to him, Yoda comes back to talk to him, and he benefits from those things. So maybe this is something that after their slaughter, the Jedi start to go, hmm, maybe our black and white view on attachment is yeah. uh, something to revisit. Look, you know, it is like this comes first. It was made second, but it comes first. So, like, is this like, you know, is Yoda going to come to be like, I was wrong. I got it wrong. You should you should be attached to wrong, people. Yeah, wrong I did. I don't know if I was right before. Uh, Anakin's going to go and uh, meet up with, with Obi-Wan. Uh, and they're like, well, we did a really good job here with these Clone Wars. And yet... Because, uh, like, the powers are growing for the Chancellor, who's like, oh, I love democracy. I don't need special treatment. But, like, that was years ago, and this dude's still just, like, piling it on. And what I love, Ben, is Obi-Wan being like, hmm, I just don't know about that guy. I think you should be a little <laughs> careful. This guy is the bad guy. I mean, and in the Clone Wars, again, I haven't watched much of it, but they're constantly talking to him about tactics in the war, right? They're in the room with him all the time. All the time. And and this is years at this point. And this years. is when they're going, eh, not sure about this guy. Mm, uh, you should be careful around a mannequin. It's like, yeah, for sure. Uh, at Palpatine's house or his chamber, his office, great office Palpatine's got. Uh, do you think he lives here? It's like the White House. Uh, it seems like he's got everything he needs. I mean, he just yeah. goes through the ceiling and he's at work. Um, yeah. You know, why would you leave? Yeah, reduce the commute time, I think, makes some sense. Uh, so he is going to, uh, he's, he's like, Anakin, you saved my life. You chopped off Count Dooku's hands and head. You're a, you don't need, you don't need me to tell you this, but you, cause you already know, but I'm going to say it. You're a Jedi master. And Anakin's like, I knew it. Yes. <laughs> Woo. Uh, yippee. And Palpatine's like, so like you're a Jedi master now. And also you're a spy. I mean, you are my friend who is going to be on the council and you're going to tell me the things that are happening on the council. Right. Isn't that what's going to happen? Can't you do that? Uh, and Anakin's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess that's what I could do. I mean, on the face of it, how foolish does Anakin have to be to think there's any chance here that he'll be a Jedi Master? I mean, he says to Palpatine, the council elects its own members. They won't accept this. Um, you know, they won't make me a master. And he knows that's true, but I feel like there's just that part of him that's like, maybe they will, you know, like Palpatine might be onto something here. Maybe this is the moment. Uh, he builds his own expectations up. 
Ben, can I ask a question? Yeah. Is Darth Vader an idiot? <laughs> I mean, is Darth Vader an idiot? And like, because like, there's no question that Darth Vader is powerful, that Darth Vader is awesome, that Darth Vader is really good at what he does. But is it possible that he's also an idiot? Well, look, there's a few, <laughs> there's a few moments <laughs> through this movie where I think this question is it possible has that they, and like, and is that is that out of character? With his appearance in the trilogy, like, is it, 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 I don't think that, like, he necessarily is, like, the sharpest tack in the drawer. He's the, he's the weapon. And he often is just choking people when they could have a conversation. Like, is Darth Vader kind of just like a, like a, just like a dumb bruiser? Is he an idiot? Uh, I mean, I think he gets up to some much smarter things in the original trilogy. I guess we'll see when we get there, but how much of that is him versus like he gets like told what to do though? He's got like strategies. I mean, he, he hires the, uh, the bounty hunters. He's kind of got the Lando thing on lock. This, this stuff he does, he's got it chasing down a lead. He finds what he wants to find. But having said that, well, I just think that this movie does paint him in a very bad light. And the further we get through the movie, the more dumb he looks uh for sure so this is maybe, a talking point maybe. i want to remind me that i want to ask kevin and latanya if yeah. darth vader is an idiot yeah and i'm asking you out there too send in your feedback uh star wars at postshowrecaps.com is darth vader an idiot this will I would, come I would up love again. to know I'd love to know. No, you know, listen, I was going to say no disrespect. Uh, obviously, like, I um, uh, wouldn't say this if you were real. Uh, See, in Clone Wars, he's a brilliant mind. Of course. So, so this is this is not supposed to be the character, right? And we, we can say, is he a dummy in jest and look at the stuff in the movie? But I think this actually is an issue with the movie and that it is out of the character that he's supposed to be, I think. And again, the charitable interpretation is... Uh, Palpatine is a manipulator, right? And uh-huh. there's things that Anakin does in this movie that you'd think if he is in his right mind, he just doesn't do. And it's not simple manipulation. It must be more than that. It must be that the force is involved and that Palpatine's ability to persuade is, you know, is more than just ordinary. I just like this as sort of the bookend to, are you an angel? <laughs> Am I yeah, an idiot? Right. You know, I think it's good. I think it's oh yeah, good. I'll, I, I'll race this pod race for you. Uh, you can put <laughs> up your ship. I've never won before, but I'm sure I will this time. Obviously, he's like tech, like he's technologically brilliant and stuff. But maybe just like, yeah, he's just like he has like no social intelligence at all. Uh, well, we know that. <laughs> we definitely know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, all right. At the Jedi Council, uh, Yoda's like, oh, <laughs> he says, a Jedi Knight you are, a Jedi Master. Woo, I don't know. And they're like, yeah, so like, uh, you can sit. Um, you can, you know, you can take a, sit, a seat because I, I guess, uh, I guess you have to. This is a court appointed thing, but you're not a Jedi Master. And Anakin's like, it's outrageous. It's unfair. Uh, and they're like, we don't, we don't care about that. Uh, you just take a seat. Take a seat, buddy. Um, they get this wrong, right? Like, I don't. I mean, it's I an awkward situation, Ben. It's a, it's a catch twenty two. It's a catch twenty two. Like, at, on the one hand, what do they do? They're like, well, like, like we shouldn't be mean to Anakin. He's been pretty cool with us, and like, he's done good stuff. He's done good work. Uh, simultaneously, like, this is a very bad precedent if we're letting, you know, the government dictate who's on the Jedi Council. So, it's a tough, they're in a tough way here. They probably could, again, the social intelligence is wanting. Yeah. Right? Like, this could be the moment where Mace Windu's like, oh, that's interesting. Hey, Anakin, um, can I see you for a minute? Can we just, like, go for a quick walk? And then, like, Mace Windu, like, goes for a walk and he's like, you know I love you. I think you're great. I know. I remember when you were a little, when a little kid. You showed up here with your bowl cut. But look, um, like he can't do this. Like he doesn't have that authority. So, like, how about this? Are you cool to sit on the council for a little while while we, like, I don't know, like look into that and talk maybe like through. talk it through? Because you're probably going to be a Jedi Master someday anyway, but like, um, this is just like, you gotta, you gotta agree, like, this is a little weird, right? And Anakin's probably like, yeah, it's a little fishy. We'll send you on assignment to Utapal. Yeah. You know? Like, we'll give you the good missions. Just let us think about it for a while. Just like, let us like deal with, like, let us think about it for a while. Can we vet this for a minute? And like, will you be cool to just like sit on the sit on the council for a little while, and then like we'll we'll let you know where we're landing on this pretty soon? There was probably a way to like uh, there was some social finesse that's missing here, Ben. Yeah, I, I agree. There, there had to have been a move they could make here that wouldn't leave Anakin feeling <laughs> completely alienated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe there wasn't, but yeah. The other thing uh, I love about this scene is I don't know if you noticed, but the holograms fit perfectly into their seats. And so I love this idea that, you know, all of the Jedi Council have travel chairs that they take with them. Yeah. Identical to their seats yes, in the in yes. the council. So that they will Absolutely. fit perfectly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Either either that or it's like they get like reduced to scale uh with the projector. I don't know how that would work, but I like your idea better. That everybody has like uh, like one of those like folding camping chairs, except it's for holograms. Yeah, and they all have their own, you know, their own size chair. But Kaiadamundi's arms they rest perfectly on the arm. Yeah, it's so a great he point. Has to have a duplicate. Yes, it doesn't really work any other way. Or can you imagine that like they are <laughs> wherever they are, and they're just like <laughs> <laughs> I know where <laughs> this is going. Yeah, they're just like sitting in thin air, just like holding a squat. 
Uh, like doing it perfectly and they're like nope i could do it i'm a jedi it's fine meanwhile internally inside they're just like slowly dying like god this sucks uh (laughs) why did we all agree that we had to have our holograms perfectly seated (laughs) couldn't i just stand (laughs) can i stand no (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is so maybe Yoda's it's, idea. It's, it's a Yoda power play because if everyone's yeah. seated, he feels like he's at least like close to the same height. <laughs> this is yeah. why Yoda is the best Jedi master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so they're not going to let him do the thing, but he can sit. Uh, and they're like, all right, well, we got to figure out what's going on because we killed Count Dooku. General Grievous is still out there. He's in the outer rim. We're going to go and send some people to work on that. Also, the Wookiees... At, uh, is it Kashik? Yep, or something like that. Kashik. Yeah. Kashik. Kashik. Kashik, I think. Either Three way, real, really great level in uh, Battlefront around this time. I used to play Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, with my friends in college. Uh, and the Kashik level was always super cool. Um, this might be a good point to stop down and say the new planets in this movie are spectacular. Kashyyyk, they're cool. Utapau and some of the, you know, the Order 66 planets, like, there's a lot of spectacular planets going on in this movie. Yeah, the world design's pretty neat in this one, for sure. I agree. Um, so they're going to send some people off to do all sorts of things. Yoda's like, oh, I love Wookiees. I'm going to hang out with them. Uh, I'm going to, it's like, wow, Yoda, you're just like taking the cushy assignment, huh? Well, he's certainly Yoda's got the like, best like uh, Yeah, it's definitely that, definitely not the fact that, like, I get this weird feeling that everyone's about to get (laughs) murdered. That's right. You know, having Wookiees around is probably the best outcome right now. Yoda, like, on his way to Kashyyyk is, like, swinging by Dagobah, just, like, adding some more stuff from his house on Coruscant to his house on Dagobah because he's just been planning this for a while. It's like, ah, man, I'm pretty sure something bad's coming. I need an escape plan. I just need to be ready just in case. Um, so he's gonna go and do that. Anakin's gonna cry to Obi Wan, and Obi Obi Wan's like, "Come on, you're you're on the council. That's cool." And Anakin's like, "I don't want to be on the council. I want to be a master." Yeah, and I mean, I actually really like the scene. I think you and McGregor is great throughout the prequels. You know, Kevin Mahadaya said no one was acting in that first movie. You know, Ewan McGregor, I know he didn't get many scenes in that movie, but Ewan McGregor has been acting the hell out of these prequels. He might have been one of the only ones in The Phantom Menace, but I really like what he does in this scene because you can see that he is really walking a tightrope. You can see it on his face, the way he wants to care for this child figure for him, this Padawan, but also... um be be his therapist, be there for him, and be the voice of reason. And I feel like he walks it really well. He's great. Uh, I'm really excited for the show. Um, the Kenobi show, I think, is going to be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Kenobi tells Anakin, like, all right, well, look, I know you're having a temper tantrum, but let me tell you that, like, we're kind of sus of Palpatine. We're pretty sure he's imposter. Uh, we don't know for sure, but we kind of feel like maybe you could check that out. And so, like, um, you know, you're gonna have to like you're on like a you're gonna be our double agent, basically. Uh, you'll you'll like you know you're you're probably spying for him, but then you're spying for us. Like it's a it's a tightrope, uh, and this isn't like something that anyone's gonna know. Uh, we got to be loyal to the Senate, not the leader. 
Um, and so Anakin's like, ah, this feels like this is not against, uh, that this isn't in line with the Jedi way. Uh, and Obi-Wan's like, I'm not, listen, I, I don't know why you're blowing me up about this. I'm just giving you the news. This is what I've heard. I'm just passing it down. I'm middle management. Relax. Was Obi-Wan the right person to ask him to do this? No, I think you hear this from Mace Windu or Yoda. From I mean, I think the relationship between Mace and Anakin seems, like, bad. I feel like Yoda's the guy. Yeah, Yoda, like, go up to Anakin and be like, uh, uh, Anakin, <laughs> can I see you after class? Like, I feel like <laughs> some sort of, like, you know, have him sit through the first thing, be like, oh, okay, all right, you gotta sit. And then afterwards be like, listen. Uh, the, the, the Palpatine's a dick. Like, you gotta, you gotta, we're pretty worried about that guy. We need your help. Yeah, I mean, surely Yoda would be like, you know, nice he might be, but yeah. let's just make sure. Like, could you just check? Could uh, you just check? You know, and I think Yoda could be the guy to like, you hear from Yoda and like, it's hard to be like, oh, no, no, of course you're Yoda. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. But like hearing it from Obi-Wan and he does have like an attachment with Obi-Wan and they've got history and stuff in like a really personal way um, that, yeah, I think like maybe like the calculated error here is like, well, if he hears it from someone who's a friend, then he's going to do it. But this also flies in the face of the whole attachments philosophy bit. Yeah, it does. And I think... It, Take it from an authority it, figure rather than from, like, your bestie. It contributes later on, right, to why he doesn't trust Obi-Wan. This is a breaking... It's kind of the first crack in the friendship right here. Um, they they needed to, to keep the powder dry on this one and make sure Obi-Wan was still really Anakin's friend and that nothing had come there in between them. Yeah. Mace Windu, when when Yoda and Obi-Wan like kind of do the post-mortem where like Obi-Wan's with them and they're like, so how did it go? <laughs> and Obi-Wan's like, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's going great. And Mace is like, I told you, Yoda. I knew it. Anakin, he's not the guy for this. Uh, and Yoda's like, oh, man, I think maybe I didn't do this one right. Didn't do this one right, I did. Uh they all don't know, and, it, and Obi-Wan's like, but he's the chosen one. It's going to be fine. He destroys the Sith. He brings balance to the Force. And this is, is this the first time Yoda goes, oh, we might have the prophecy wrong? Yeah, like, Yoda's like, I got to be honest. I've been reading the prophecy. I feel like we didn't get it right. I mean, maybe. Have we thought the light side might be the side that's overbalanced at the moment? It's possible. Yeah. Should we, like, we I don't know. Maybe we- a a, a 10,000 to 1 advantage is quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, like, is there something wrong here? There's heroes on both sides, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yoda should have known that. He should have known. Uh, Anakin doing his Anakin thing with Pad, maybe being like, those jerks, those stupid idiots, I'm not making me a Jedi Master, are you kidding me? Uh, democracy is so stupid. Uh, and Pad was like, whoa. I was with you until you said uh, <laughs> democracy was dumb. That's kind of my whole thing. Yeah, that's true. Padme is a one-note character. That note is democracy. Yeah. If you attack democracy, you're attacking Padme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're attacking the Constitution, said Padme, <laughs> Padme Ford. Uh, yeah, Anakin's like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out on the Constitution. 
uh this is like this is this is one of those moments where uh they're talk they're like getting into territory that they they will never be able to walk back from this is like uh if if things didn't break the way that they broke i think that they were headed for a divorce at the at the least yeah yeah, I mean, you mean if he wasn't going to turn into Darth Vader? Yeah. yeah. I think it's heading that way. But, I mean, back in Attack of the Clones, there was that scene where she was getting assassinated by killer worms or whatever, and she heard Anakin and Obi-Wan talking about their politics. I mean, Anakin's politics have not changed in years. This is He's always felt this way, right? Yeah, I think so. But he's feeling it pretty hard. He's really in his feelings right now. He's so in his feelings, Ben. He's got to go to the opera. Yeah. The opera. Yeah, he's like, I can't handle this. I'm going to the opera. <laughs> this is amazing. This is this is the best scene in the prequels, right? Uh, it completely is. And, I mean, Star Wars should have more scenes like this one. The only time we get close to the idea of let's go look what the the rich and powerful are doing uh, in the rest of the movies, I think, is the casino in The Last Jedi, which really fails to be anything like this. This thing could be out of The Sopranos or something. I yes, feel like. yes. It's, it's just the perfect setting for the conversation we're going to get. Yeah. This is the Darth Plagueis, the, the wise moment. Yeah. Right. Like, because Anakin comes, he's like, so we're, you know, we think we found Grievous. We're going to go and get Grievous. And Palpatine's like, oh, cool. So you're going to go get Grievous? He's like, well, I don't know that they picked me. And Palpatine's like, really? They didn't pick you? That's crazy. You're the best one. And it's like, I know. Palpatine's like, ah, oh, man. Oh, by the way, are you spying on me? And it's like, what? He's like, yeah, it's all right. I figured it out. Don't worry. I get it. Um, you know, it's this is classic Jedi stuff. And Anakin's like, what do you mean? Jedis are good. And Palpatine's like, eh, good. Uh, I think that's like a matter of perspective. And this is another Darth Vader is a dummy moment, right? Because the Sith call themselves Darth Sidious, yeah. Darth Plagueis, Darth Tyrannus, Darth Maul. Like, their, their point of view is not that they're the good ones. Get real. It's all over their names. Yeah. All of the, the Sith Lord names are are horrible like like all of like the sith lord names like tell you that these are the bad guys yeah, yeah and then they're not hiding it yeah it's like darth murder yeah exactly oh i'm the good guy have you ever heard of the tragedy of darth kidnapping <laughs> you know darth genocide <laughs> that's what darth yeah, should be called yeah have you ever heard of uh darth tax evasion like these are not good people <laughs> yeah yeah darth sidious darth plagueis yeah good's a matter of perspective hey uh, josh do, do you want to do the darth plagueis script of course because i've i've written it down here yes and i think this this is this is definitely the best written moment in these prequels would you agree i i i love this scene uh can i can i shoddy palpatine you, you you do Palpatine and I'll I be Anakin. Be, I'm going to be Palpatine. All right, here we go. So this is like after since like the good's a matter of perspective. The Sith and the Jedi they're similar in almost every way. Uh, and Anakin's like, oh, but you guys, the Sith are selfish versus the Jedi who are selfless. And Palpatine's like, hmm, well, and then he says, "Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise?" 
No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise he could use the Force to influence the midichlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side that he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death? The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. It's ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. <laughs> and scene. And soon. Um, That's the end of the opera. It's so good. It really is really great. And uh, so, like, Palpatine's the apprentice, right? Uh, oh, definitely. Definitely the apprentice of, apprentice of Darth Plagueis the Wise. That part. Is that, is that canon? Do we I, know? Look, look <laughs> I am not going to be the canon king. I believe so. I think uh, that is let's canon. Find Darth the part, Plagueis. The part that's not canon is Darth Plagueis or, or Palpatine creating Anakin. Uh, but I like the idea, it might not be canon, but I like the idea that what he's also doing here is hinting that this is how Anakin came to be in the first place. Oh, shit. I had never, uh, I had never really realized that. I'm an idiot. I, am I an idiot? Uh that's no, interesting. I, this is not canon. So, I mean, this is actively not canon. I think George Lucas has said that wasn't his intention with this. But he says Darth Plagueis could influence the midichlorians to create life. So, you know, in my world, this makes much more sense yeah, than the imaginative conception. Yeah, that would work to some extent, I guess. Like, if you have to buy into the midichlorian stuff, and then this is Palpatine's real long, long-term plan. Um, the scene is really, really great. Ian McDermott should have won an Oscar for this character. Uh, Completely. Not really, probably not really, but like, you know, like the hyperbolic, like he should have won, like he was, he's so great. He's really, he really He should have won excellent. the sci-fi Oscar. Like it was, what I don't know what they call that. There's sci-fi awards, but this is. Like a sad, <laughs> did he win a Saturn award at least? Did he McDermott, has he, what has he got? He needs- I don't know. Should we? I, I'm going to quickly Google I, that. I'm while, doing it too. Like, what's okay. your, what kind of awards and nominations? He's nominated. Because he was nominated for a Saturn Award uh, for for Revenge of the Sith, but he didn't okay, win. Good. This was 2005. Who who got it? Who won the Saturn Award instead of him? I don't know. Mickey Rourke in Sin City. Oh. That does not stand the test of time. <laughs> no, Mickey Rourke in Sin City is, is totally fine. Totally great, in fact. But over <laughs> over Sheev? No, no way. This is, this, this Get is out of here. The acting performance in this scene holds up against, I think, 
any scene in Star Wars. It is uh, a tour de force from Ian McDermott here. Tour, tour de the force. <laughs> tour de the dark side. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's atmospheric, like the bubbles, you know, like the sounds. The sound design in the prequels, I, I really do like it. You know, like even like the little like Whoa. monster thing that Obi-Wan's going to ride on in a little while. Oh, yeah. That's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Oh, yeah, that's better. You know, it's like cool. It's unique. I like it. Uh, this and whole scene is great. The, I love the like bubble Cirque du Soleil kind of thing. That's yeah, going. it doesn't really feel like an opera. It feels more like a you know, there's people jumping from one bubble to the next. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really cool. I like it too. I like it too. All right, so that's that. And so Anakin's like, hmm, this all sounds kind of good. Uh, on Kashyyyk, uh, Yoda is uh, finding out about um, uh, Grievous. Uh, the Chancellor wants to send Anakin, but no, we'll send Obi-Wan. We'll just keep rubbing salt in, in these open wounds. Is this the worst mistake? Yeah. I think this might be the worst mistake the Jedi Council make. At least yes. they could send them both. Yes. It's a bad choice. It's absolutely just a terrible call. Because uh, Anakin will take out Grievous fine. Yeah. Like, what's the worst case scenario here? Just send them both. They're a good team. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's not great. It's not great. Um, there's more. There's some fighting on Kashyyyk. They're still just like doing some cleanup on the droids and stuff. Um, Anakin's like, I could come. Obi Wan's like, hey, yeah, but that's you know, that's uh, that's not the that's not the mission. You know, it's like their last sort of quasi nice moment. And it's a may the force be with you as Obi Wan goes. And the next time they're going to hang out, it's going to be pretty ugly. Yeah. This is it. This is the end of the friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because Anakin's dreams now advance to the point where, like, Obi-Wan is, like, hanging out with Padme in his dreams. Yeah. Yeah. That's just <laughs> that's disturbing. The other thing I like about this little bit here, uh, in light of watching some of the Clone Wars, is the clones hit different. I don't know if you found that, but Obi's just having this little chat with some of the clones, and they definitely hit different for me. They feel like characters instead of a bit part. Um, so I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so too. And I, I certainly am registering the name Rex differently. I'll tell you that. Mm. Uh, is, it, is it Rex? And who's the one? Oh, Co- Cody's the one yeah. who takes, t- takes down Obi Wan. Yeah. I know people don't like that at all. Uh, on the, on, on, uh, Utapau. Utapau? Utapau, I think. Utapau. I always liked this guy, this alien that comes up to Owen being like, he's here. Yeah, I love him. He's great. Yeah, that dude's cool. Uh, Owen's like, all right, General Grievous is here. I gotcha. This planet's awesome. And I, this planet is so awesome. And I love the fact that they keep talking about warriors. Do you have... Is he bringing additional warriors? The word warriors turns up about six times in this conversation. Something like that. It is good. Um, so that's going on. Uh, he's going to go looking for Grievous. He's on the on the little tiger creature thing. It, it's going running around. Um, he's going to spy on Grievous for a little while. 
before it starts getting into some, as Kevin would say, kicky flippy stuff. I think the thing that I dislike the most about the Grievous content in this movie is how like they break it up, Ben. Yeah, I think that's probably right. It's disruptive. Uh, you could just deal with it all here and, yeah. and get it out of the way. Yeah, like I feel like as we're like sort of like disrupting it, like I start to get like a little taken out. It's a little jarring. Like they're fighting and then they're not. Uh, and, and to be honest, this isn't. This is probably for me the worst battle scene in the movie. Maybe uh, there's parts of it I love, but there's also parts of it that just feel like they're unrealistic and unnecessary. Um, getting into that rolling thing and going down. This is like the worst. Osha fail in the entire Star Wars trilogy. I don't yes. know how Grievous is staying on the road in that thing. You know, there's, <laughs> there's more than we need, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's what's going on over there. Meanwhile, on Coruscant, they're getting the heads up that everything's going on with, with Grievous, and uh, Mace Windu tells Anakin, like, hey, go tell Palpatine what's going on, because once we get rid of General Grievous, like, we're really in the money. Uh, and also, by the way, like, I feel like some bad stuff's going on with uh with palpatine and i think like maybe like if he doesn't give up his emergency powers like it's gonna be a really really uh it's gonna get very contentious so just so you know anakin uh that's something that may have to happen we may have to take over the senate if if uh palpatine's not gonna relinquish and yoda's like oh that's very bad again why is mace the one that's coming off to tell anakin this i feel like he he does this so poorly. Um, he just does. He need to even have. I don't know. Um, I don't. Does he? Does he need to send Anakin off? Like, could they not have more of this conversation with Anakin? Could they not say just be a bit more open about exactly what their fears are and what they want him to watch? Yeah, I think so. But it's it is what it is at this point. Um. Anakin is going to go to Palpatine. He's like, hey, so we've got Grievous. And Palpatine's like, okay. What else? And Anakin's like, huh. Um, I probably shouldn't be going here, but like something's weird. Like, I feel like it's kind of like some tug of war stuff in this where Palpatine's like, look, let me just put the cards on the table. So I am a Sith Lord. And uh, Anakin's like, wait, what? And Palpatine's like, yeah, you know how you guys have been looking for the Sith Lord? I'm that's me. I'm him. I'm the one. I'm the Sith Lord. I'm the one who is uh I'm I'm the guy you're looking for. And Anakin's like, okay. Well, this is escalating stuff. And he like takes his lightsaber out and palps. He's like, Are you going to kill me? And Anakin's like, Yeah, I'd like to, but instead I'm gonna arrest you. Palpatine's like, Alright, well, uh, you know, if you're going to do that, you should come by in a little while with some of your Jedi friends. But if you don't want to do that, my alternate offer is you could come work for me and I can help you save Padme from your terrible nightmare visions. Yeah, and this works. It ultimately works. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, this it works. doesn't work straight, straight away, but eh, that's pretty much work. Ultimately, this does indeed work. Um, and then back on Utapau, Obi-Wan and Grievous fight some more, and he shoots Grievous in the heart, uh, after he pries open his, his thing, his Boom. chest. Cap. I do like LPG Grievous. That's a fun moment. 
it's fine. I don't know. General Grievous never did it for me. And I think part of it is because like I didn't watch like those Clone Wars cartoons, the 2003 ones, which probably would have made him cooler. Um, but also I think like, I think like at this point, like, I was I was like too cool for school with some of this stuff. So like I don't really have grievous nostalgia, Ben. No, it's not, me a, it's not a thing I have. Me either. I, I mean, he's one of those things where he's a cool piece of design and that drove the decision making, right? Yeah. It's like what what can we make that looks cool and stick it in as a villain? That's grievous. And like let's give him four lightsabers and make him be able to spin them and no, that's that's what's really driving this. Their huge mistake here, Ben, is that they gave us by far and away the coolest bad guy in the Phantom Menace. They cut him in half. Apparently, that's not enough to kill him, but they yeah. didn't bother doing more with him in the prequels. And as a result, they kept trying to top him, and they never could. They could never top Darth Maul. And so, like, you keep seeing like sort of like this escalation of attempts. And so it's like, well, Darth Maul had a double-bladed lightsaber. That is by far and away the coolest innovation on the lightsaber that we've seen since the lightsaber. And it's still the coolest innovation on the lightsaber. And that was 1999. They haven't gotten cooler than that, Ben. And so uh, they're like, they're like, whoa, well, what if we give you two lightsabers? It's like, yeah, I mean, that's cool, but it's not cooler than the double lightsaber. It's like, well, so what, if we like, give what if you- we give you four lightsabers? Yeah, what if we give you four lightsabers? Like, well, that's you know, that's fine, but now it feels a little ridiculous. And so, like, that's sort of just where it goes with Grievous, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, fair enough. You know, and, like, I get, like, theoretically, I guess the plan was Darth Maul would be, like, a bad guy in George Lucas's sequel trilogy someday, where it's like, well, this is the strong argument for why you don't save your good ideas. If you got good ideas, just do them. You know, Get don't... Don't hold him for some future thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, don't save him. Did he have good ideas that he was saving? I don't know, Ben. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe he didn't have good ideas that he was saving to begin with. All right, so let's get into this. All of this is great. Um, so Anakin tells Mace. Mace is like, cool, I'm going to go arrest him. He goes to arrest him. You shouldn't come with me, Anakin. You've done good, but like, I'm not bringing you along. For it's like, and Anakin's like, again? Really? Uh, and so it gives Anakin time to stew. Yeah, again, what is? I mean, every single time Mace gets involved, what's he doing? Why doesn't he give Anakin something to do? Just yeah. anything, like go do this important task right now. Yeah, even and, being like, and all right, well, sit in the Jedi Temple and yeah, pray. Anakin could be like, he could say to Anakin, like, all right, we're we're gonna go arrest Palpatine. This is gonna be a very big deal. Could you talk to the younglings? Like, could you do something like really useful here in the Jedi Temple? Like, could you spread the word or like calibrate people for what's about to go down? Could you perhaps organize get, the Senate? Get could you perhaps like alert the Senate? Or could you get like a B squad ready, right? In case this doesn't work out so well. Could you get like an alternate crew together? Uh just the backup squad, like anything anything instead it's like we've got this you go chill by the window uh and so anakin while he's chilling by the window and it's juxtaposed with padme in her penthouse uh anakin's crying he's like i can't i can't handle this so they're gonna go he there's the the arrest attempt and palpatine's there he's got the lightsaber he's listen uh ian mcdermott has been uh you've been holding out on us sir Turns out you know how to use a lightsaber, Sheev. That's not all I know how to use. Yeah. 
He's got the lightning. He's got, got the got- lightning. Can take out three Jedi pretty quick. Very quick. Actually, you know, I guess this is why Mace is a Jedi Master, because it's certainly not because of his social skills. But it is impressive that um, that Palpatine can take out three of the Jedi that quickly when they've got a 4-1 advantage, but then Mace actually gets the better of him. Yeah, but isn't Palpatine at this point, like, if he's super powerful, he's sensing in the Force that Anakin's yeah. nearby. Yeah, and so okay, doesn't he Like, at this point, like, doesn't he just want to, like, be, like, he he wants to be, like, all shriveled up. He wants to look pathetic. He wants to look like he's about to get killed. He wants to really appeal to Anakin of, like, oh, help me, Anakin, as Mace is, like, you're under arrest. Uh, yeah. Like, doesn't he just want to look, like, super duper weak? Uh, I don't look sidious enough yet. Let me look yeah. more sidious. This will work. Yeah, I love it. I love this. I ever, all of this is so great. Anakin showing up. Mace, please, we gotta, we gotta arrest him. Mace, like, no, I'm gonna kill him. He's a Sith Lord. There's no like, there's no bargaining with these people. You gotta just, we gotta kill him while we've got the chance. And Anakin's like, oh, but I need him. And Mace goes to do it, and Anakin chops off Mace Windu's hand. So many hands. So many so limbs. So many hands. So many limbs have been lost to, to the cause. And this is the, the moment. thing they teach you in Jedi school. Just this is, chop off the hand. This is it, right? This is the gift. Unlimited power! Yeah. <laughs> so great. This is so him. It's, it's so, so good. Great. It's so great. I really do love it quite a bit. Um, and then he Mace, Mace Windu gets flown out into the streets of Coruscant, presumed dead. I don't think that they have ever negated this in any no. way. Do we want them to? Um, yeah, I say okay. I, I vote yes. Okay, if you can bring back Darth Maul and you can bring back Boba Fett, yeah. you can bring back Mace Windu. Yeah, I think that they should. I think they should. I think at I think at some point, like, give me the the uh, like old man Windu show. Yeah, I want that. That would be cool. He's got an eye patch. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a posse. They're called the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know why not. Whatever. At this point, here's the thing. Uh, Star Wars is so fun. The universe is so great. There are in a lot of incredible movies and and great stories that have been told across the years, all that good stuff, but also there's a lot of dreck. So much of it. Uh, that, like, at this point, it's like, let's just have fun. Uh, you know, Samuel Jackson getting his own, like, Disney Plus Mace Windu series, that would be fun. I'm in for it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I guess he's in hiding. It could be interesting. For people who, like, find this, yeah, for people who find this stuff, like, really super precious, I think, like, it would be offensive, but, like, I guess I don't. Uh, like, I just want, like, a cool Star Wars story, and I think, like, Mace Windu show sounds fun. Look, if they don't bring Mace Windu back, they at least have to bring back his lightsaber. That's the yeah. minimum. Yeah. They Where did that lightsaber. go? That's good. Where did it go? Where did it go? I want to know. Um, Anakin's like, oh, no. Oh, God. What did I do? What did I do? And Palpatine's like, what you did was awesome. You rocked it. Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, it's like, great, great job. Um, that was cool. So you definitely got, but you screwed up because like now you've got no option. You have to work for me. No one in town will hire you after that. Uh, so like you definitely got to work for me now. And it's like, all right, I'll do it. Oh God, I'll do whatever you say. And 
kauft sie wirklich. Oh, gut. <lacht> uh, like, he's just like drooling. He's slimy. He's disgusting. And he's like, yeah, cool, nice. Oh, yeah. Now you're Darth Vader. Um, And see, I would say this is the moment in the film that suffers for spending so much time on the action sequences mm -hmm. to me. Because this this feels too fast. Does this feel too fast to you, Josh? Because for me, it does. Yeah, but I'm okay because I think it's uh, comedically rich. Uh, so like, just like the, the whole like, yeah, uh, like there's just like great, uh, great Palpatine content. And so like, once I only care about it from that perspective, I'm fine. But if the thing that I cared about more is a better movie, then yeah, we spent too much time. 23 minutes was an insane amount of time to spend on the beginning of the movie. And it's, like and, it, and it's, the stress is showing here. But I also think, Ben, you could, at, you could apply this same logic to the first two films. Yeah, you could. Uh, look, I feel like my issue here could be maybe call him Darth Vader at the end of the film. Maybe, you know, save that part. Uh, have Anakin still feel conflicted. Have Palpatine point out, you know, he's got no other options now. And then once he's really had the fight with Obi-Wan and he's turned fully, that's the point where he's Darth yeah. Vader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really love the, oh, let me just, and this is where I feel, I feel like this is where Hayden Christensen's at his worst too. Let me just kneel down here and say, mm -hmm. I'll do whatever you want. Like, that might be the worst Hayden Christensen moment. It's like, oh, I'm such an idiot. I shouldn't have done that. It's like, yeah, you really shouldn't have, but you did. And now you got to work for me because literally you're unhirable. <clears throat> so later on, Obi-Wan, this is in, I guess it's Return of the Jedi. Um, Luke tells Obi-Wan, hey, you told me that Darth Vader betrayed and murdered my father. And Obi-Wan says, well, from a certain point of view, that's that's what happened. Is this the moment where I Darth guess. Vader betrays and murders Anakin? I suppose, from, yeah. From a certain point of view? I suppose, if you need to retcon it, yeah. Um, unless that moment is coming up in Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV show. Oh. You know, but I think this is probably it. Like, he, he attacks Mace Windu, he gets Mace Windu killed... And then certainly he crosses the Rubicon when he kills children. There's yeah. no excuse there. At that point, yeah. like this whole, like, I've done bad stuff. Oh, my God, I'm in a really regrettable situation. Like, uh, it really escalates when he starts murdering yeah. Yeah. children. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Not great. And I, and, and I guess probably there's no way to avoid the fact that that was the right point in the movie for that to happen. So that's why it's too fast. Yeah. Um it is fast. And what are, where does Darth Vader come from? Uh yeah, right. I mean, it's been said that Vader means father and George Lucas intended that to be there all along, but I don't know. It certainly isn't up there with I mean Darth Vader might be the most iconic villain, but he's got the least iconic Sith name. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about like people like are like I'm Darth Maul, I'm Darth Plagueis, I'm Dark Sidious, Darth Vader. Like, what does that mean? Like, he evades? Eh, uh, he should be Darth Armless. He's an avoider. that's what he's gonna he, be. He, like, he exhibits avoidant behavior. Is it ironic? Like, as Rob would say, like, calling someone big, tiny, 
because yeah. he doesn't really <laughs> avoid people. He kind of charges in. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't change. You can't change the name. Darth I like Vader. imagining I Anna, Anakin being like, "Why do you call? Why are you calling me that?" And, and Palpatine's like, "It's cool." And Anakin's Can like, I choose it my is own cool. Sith name? No, your name's Vader now. It's like, all right, fine. Uh, Can I be Darth Evil? No. Oh, he should be. No, he, he thinks the Sith are the good guys, right? So he should be Darth Good. You're lucky you're not Darth Crybaby. You know? <laughs> yeah. Darth Weenus the Crybaby. You know? He's very lucky that he gave him Vader. It was cool. It's like, yeah, but it's it Vader's not too bad. I he's suppose. like, but what does it mean? It's like, I don't know. It sounds cool. Uh, all right. So Anakin's in. He's like, all right, fine. I'm going to do whatever you want me to do. You want me to kill a bunch of people? I'll do it. You want me to, you know, stomp out democracy? I'll do it. You want me to just go and, like, murder a bunch of young Jedi? Fine. I'll do whatever you want. And Palpatine's like, cool. Now that that's going down, I'm also going to tell all the clone troopers to kill a bunch of Jedi, too. Uh, Order 66. One six off from being... A little too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm surprised. Palpatine seems like he likes on the nose. Like, I think he could have gone for really on the nose here, right? Yeah, I think that'd be good. But then again, maybe in the Book of the Wills or whatever, the number is 666, not 666. It could be. Uh, so we see the sequence, the montage. It's cool. Uh, you know, you this see like cool. Kiari Mundi, like you see them all, like Plo Koon, uh, Aela Secura, they're all going down. Uh, and they all have like uh, pretty epic final stands, uh, and it's sad too. Like the one that uh, has been in my mind's eye for ever since this movie came out was Kiati Mundi, like running forward, and then he's like stopping, and it's like that moment of like, "Am I alone? Yeah. Is no one else running with me?" And he turns around, yeah. and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. This is this is heartbreaking, right? This moment in the movie, I think the first time when you see it in the cinemas, for me at least, this is the moment that sticks with you. Yep, for sure. Um, yeah, it's a it's a wild it's a wild thing that they're doing in the middle of this movie. Uh, I guess you know, arcing towards the end of the movie as Yoda senses it, he's able to evade it. Uh, this is, I believe, this is when the younglings are with Anakin, and they go, "What are we going to do?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that kid. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to look up who he is and find uh, out if he's been in anything else. Master Anakin, what are we going to do? And then Anakin's like, well, I guess I'm... I'm going to murder you all. I guess, I guess you're going to die. Yeah. Uh, as he like, in, like charges up his lightsaber, the kids like stumble backwards. Yeah. This, this is just... Uh, this is not good, Anakin. This is not good. Mm-mm. Is Grogu here somewhere, Josh? Yeah, we'll see this again someday. They'll recreate this in some form. You gotta um, think so. It, whether it's animated, Ben, or uh, they do it in like the Obi Wan show, or they do it in like Mando season three, or whatever. If they do like a a Luke Skywalker Jedi Temple show, like we'll see this someday. I think. I think so. One kind of cool behind the scenes thing from here is there's a character called Shaq T. She's in. The last movie, she's in Attack of the Clones. I don't think she appears in this one at all. But they actually had two separate 
scenes where I think they filmed them both here, where she dies, one at the start and one here, and neither of them made the film. Somehow she's, I don't know whether she managed to survive the uh, the Jedi purge or whether she just died off screen, but yeah, she died twice here. Hmm. Well, that's tough. <laughs> Once <laughs> and, and, is bad, twice it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. One, I think the first time it was Grievous, the second time it was Anakin. Yeah. Um, from the penthouse, like Padme's watching all this go down. She's like, oh my God, Anakin's there. And C3PO's like, it's not good. C3PO really has nothing to do in this movie, right? Except get his memory wiped. Yeah. He's like, this, this is the least good. C3PO we get. It's really sad because that's kind of the way of it in the prequels. Yeah. Really outside of the original trilogy, they don't do much with 3PO, I feel like. You, th- you think even C-3PO might have been able to go, you know, something's not right with Anakin. Yeah. And instead he's like, oh, he'll be fine. Yeah. I'll just reassure you, Padme. Like, C-3PO, yeah. what are you on? This guy built you. You should know a bit more about what's going on. Yeah, this is when Jimmy Smits uh, delivers my favorite line of the movie, where they're like, get out of here, Jimmy Smits. And he goes, and so it is. <laughs> I hate that line, Reed. And so it is. <laughs> and so it is. I, I did not notice that. Oh, it's terrible. The next time I watch it, I'm going to notice. And so it is. <laughs> it's so bad. It's the coming out of uh, Revenge of the Sith. And so it is. <laughs> it's so terrible. Okay. And so it is. <laughs> uh, one thing, <laughs> now you're, you're going to affirm the scene for me forever, because I didn't remember this part at all, but I actually liked this like, teenage Jedi turning up and taking yeah. out a few clone troopers and saving Bail Organa's life. Oh, I was, like, I'm pretty upset that they edited out the skateboard that he rolled in on. <laughs> yeah. Like, later losers. Is he like, you know, like, uh, like Ollie's over the clone troopers here. Uh, but they, uh, George Lucas added again. He took out that skateboard that was clearly in it. I remember that in theaters. Is this teenage Jedi the uh, the same guy then who was the captain of Grievous's ship at the start? This might be the mole. That could be. That could be. I actually think that this is uh, this is Spider Man someday. This teenage oh. Jedi. Yeah, it could be Iron Man Two kid. Um, Iron Man Two kid. Yeah. Bill Organa dips. He gets out of there. He's like, this isn't great. Obi-Wan survived. He has another one of those uh, underwater things. Great callback. We were all waiting for this. We did talk about this, Ben, right? The Jedi always travel with their their special kit. So he's always except, got like his little underwater breathing thing. Yeah, except it seems to me like maybe this was just a Qui-Gon Jinn thing. Like, I, I don't think we ever see any other Jedi in the water using these. So, good on O. And, and the clones don't seem to know. Like, it's not like Cody's going, ah, oh, he's got one of those breathing things all the Jedi carry around. You know, he's not going to be dead. Yeah. Finding him. They're like, oh, no, he must have drowned, you know? Um, He made it. He gets out of just like, what just happened? I just got betrayed. And, and Jimmy Smith's is like, I got really rough news. If you thought that was bad. Um, but Yoda's fine. Um, so Anakin goes to Padme. Into an onion. Have you, I can't see that thing as anything other than an onion. Um, I don't think I noticed it. <laughs> okay. Next time you watch Yoda escape, the, the Wookiees are just sticking him into an onion. Oh, that is a great scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great moment. Ah, Chewbacca. Thank you so much. 
Uh, <laughs> so Go good. meet Han Solo. Hey, Chewie. Oh, God. Thanks. Thanks, Chewbacca. Uh, that's really good. Uh, yeah, so Obi-Wan and Yoda have made it, but everyone else is dead, unless you've watched Clone Wars and other people are still alive. But as far as the movie's concerned, it's just them. Anakin goes to Padme. He's like, yeah, so like I watched Mace Windu try to kill Palpatine. She's like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, yeah, that's definitely like the most crazy thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I'm with him uh, and I'm trying to fix this. And she's like, well, what about Obi-Wan? He's like, ah, well, I think that he's probably, uh, he's going to have to be loyal to the Chancellor too. She's like, this is starting to freak me out, man. He's like, ah. Ah, it'll be fine. I have to go on a work trip, so I'm going to go do that. Uh, so he heads off with R2-D2, and poor R2-D2 must be rolling back by behind Anakin. It's like, I'm pretty sure you killed the kid. A few of them, at least. It's not great. Um, all right, so Obi-Wan and Yoda, they'll go to the, to the Jedi Temple at some point. First, they're just like, yeah, we're not hearing from anybody. This is really, really rough. Uh, meanwhile, on, uh, Mustafar, uh, Anakin is on his way, and the Separatist leaders are all like, all right, this is going great, yeah! yeah we're gonna oh, win! This, this is so good! Uh, and then- I love uh, the way that, that, uh, that Palpatine says, Darth Vader will take care of you Oh, he'll take care he of you. He'll take care of you. He'll take, he'll take care of you. Definitely. And they're like- uh, wait, when you say take care of, do you mean he's like, oh, oops, gotta go? <laughs> yeah, can't clarify. <laughs> can't quite, oh, sorry, bad connection, Shh, gotta go, gotta run. Um, Jimmy Smith's gotta go to Congress. He's like, ah, that might be bad, but I gotta do it. I am uh, an elected official. Uh, and Obi-Wan and Yoda are like, all right, well, let's go to the Jedi Temple. We can all just put ourselves back in harm's way. Seems like a good call, even though we're precious commodities here in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, Anakin goes to Mustafar and annihilates the Separatist leaders. See you later, Nuke Gunray. This is the real Nuke. This is the guy with the real accent. Mm-hmm. I love Nuke Gunray. I'm so glad to get him here just for a little bit. One last Probably. time. One, One last, last time. time. Yeah. And the bit I like is when Anakin walks out onto like the concourse and looks over the lava and goes, you know, I think I'll build a tower here. Maybe it's this like, is the place to live. And this is cool. I like it here. Lava's yeah. cool. He's like, lava's dope. Yeah, lava's cool. Uh, at the Jedi Temple, dead younglings. It's very, very bad. Somewhere off screen, Yoda is like, where's my son, Grogu? <laughs> Um, Yoda's like 900 at this point Surely he's over that by now I'm too old for this Uh, uh, Who killed the younglings And Yoda's like I don't think you want to find out Mm. And Obi-Wan's like I gotta And this is like the what's in the box moment from 7 And Obi-Wan's gonna watch the video And it's like oh god Anakin Oh god I can't look Oh but I can't look away either Uh, And Obi-Wan did it and he's like, uh, uh, I gotta go. We gotta, we gotta deal with this. And Yoda's like, all right, well, how about this? How about this? Let's split this up. Uh, you go figure out where Anakin is and take care of that. I'm going to get into like a totally ridiculous fight with the, with the chancellor. That'll be cool. An amazing so, fight. Yeah. So they're going to split their, split the difference. Um, 
Meanwhile, um, democracy is uh, about to be an endangered species, if not outright extinct. This is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. It's probably true. It was a bit triggering. I feel like this is Why? how liberty dies. Why? Why? <laughs> well, uh, you know, you know. Uh, recent events make We're me good. feel like, you know, We're good. this might We're be good. how liberty yeah, dies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Uh, I do love how, uh, how Palpatine is like, uh, these Jedi, they're so bad. Look at me. Look at what they did. It's like, they made me so ugly. I love how he has to be like, I'm scarred forever. As if like, he needs to like explain that. Uh, <laughs> but mind you, I mean, all the senators turn up and they're like, hey, what happened to your face, dude? I think he could have you- been like, I had a really hard night. This has been bad. I took a, a steam bath. I fell asleep in the steam bath, and I, I got very wrinkled. But I had an appointment to give the speech, so here I am. Stop <laughs> making fun of me. Yeah, or maybe the you know I'm suing my plastic surgeon for medical malpractice. Uh huh. Yeah. Could have worked as well. Yeah. You know, uh, I needed to look younger if I'm going to keep this job for the next thirty years. Yes. Yes, Doctor Coruscant. Uh. Then uh, Obi-Wan's going to talk to Padme, like, where'd he go? Uh, where'd he go? Like, he killed kids, dude. And Padme's like, no chance. And Obi-Wan's like, he, I, I saw him do it. She's like, I don't believe that. Uh, are you going to try and kill Anakin? And he's like, I, I may have to. He's very scary. He's responsible for a lot of really bad stuff. And then he's like, oh, oh, no, he's your husband, huh? He's the father of your children. She's like, yeah. It's like, oh, well, that's very bad. Also, she's, you know, very pregnant at this point. A lot of time has passed in this yeah. movie. Either that or this is just like a WandaVision situation where, uh-huh. yeah, maybe. You know, Anakin's kids can just, they've got a lot of midi chlorians in them. Yeah. That's this thing fast. Could be, could be, could be. Uh, so she's going to go. She's like, I'm going to go find uh, Anakin. And everyone's like, cool. I'm just like going to. Duck in. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. I do. I love the way he says I, I, that he's sorry here. It's like, oh, oh, I, I'm sorry that you're married to a genocidal maniac. Like, there's really no delicate way for Obi Wan to exit that situation. Yeah, she's gonna go and uh, and chase him down and go to Mustafar. I guess before that, Palpatine's like, all right, mission accomplished. We did it. We're going to shut down the droids. We don't need them anymore. Droids can be done. I don't know why he's bothering to shut down the droids. At this point, when he's got all of the cards on the table, shouldn't he have both clone troopers and droids at his disposal? Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe he feels like Well, the droids we don't are- have them in the first movies, so we kind of have to just shut them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's it, right? But I, I think if I was... Would have been um, great if we'd had those, but we don't. I'd rather have clones than droids. Like, the droids, they're good for a laugh, but they drive you insane after a while. Yeah. Clones, at least, you can pretend they're people, even though you're treating them like they're not. Yeah. Um, Padme goes to Mustafar. Anakin's like, Padme! Hey! She's like, hey! He's like, what? She's like, Anakin? He's like, what? Annie? What? So did you kill the young? Yeah, all right, I did. Fine. Look, you need the dark side. Dark side's cool. I'm kind of coming to find out that the dark side's cool. You get to live on a lava planet. 
uh, salary's good. We got good bennies. And she's like, dude, you killed kids. This is bad. This is bad. You're breaking my heart. And he's like, no, both sides are good. It's just your perspective. It's, got, it's, a pers- good. it's a perspective. Didn't you read the opening crawl? The yeah, opening crawl I'm makes it very clear that there are heroes on both sides. I'm the hero on this side. Killing the younglings. That was a heroic move. It's me. I'm the hero on that side. You got to be pretty hyped about this. She's like, yeah. I'm not. Obi-Wan was right. And is this when he's like, uh, is this ha- when he like throws her? Uh, he, ch- like, he force chokes her. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan comes in to kind of save the day. Yeah, he's like, and uh-uh. then he does sort of throw her. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not good. <laughs> Uh, and so then they start getting into into the fight of like uh, my allegiances to democracy and Anakin's like you're either <laughs> you're either with me or you're against me. And everyone says I'm against you, Anakin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The master stays master. Yeah. Uh, so only a Sith deals in absolutes. So they are the Jedi dealing in absolutes in this movie at all? I I feel like Mace Windu kind of deals in absolutes. Lots of absolutes, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. So meanwhile, on on uh, Coruscant, uh, Yoda's gonna like wind his way into Palpatine's uh, room. It's like, "What's up, Darth Sidious?" And Yoda and Darth Sidious is like, "Yoda, yes, oh, cool! I finally get a really epic fight scene. This will be great." <laughs> Uh, I've been waiting three movies for this. So, you know, like, to, like, yada, yada it a little bit because we could just get very procedural about it. But I think we could just kind of talk about the fights in a single conversation of, like, you know, one of the fights. Yeah. Just a better one. This is interesting. I don't know. Um, I think this. So this is definitely the better Yoda fight of the two Yoda fights, as far as I'm concerned. A hundred percent. You know, throwing like the, you know, like ripping apart the Senate chamber is like, it's painful to watch. Like it's evocative. Uh, it's, you know, really literalizing what's going on in terms of the stakes of the Star Wars universe right now. And it is cool to see like the ultimate evil versus the ultimate good. And I'm, I'm, I guess like luckily I'm able to watch this one without feeling like too impacted by Rise of Skywalker. I was kind of surprised by that. I was a little nervous that I was going to be annoyed that like, you know, Palpatine's story continues the way that it does. Um, But uh, no, I think that this is really, really good. It's, it's more of a unique fight, I think, than the Mustafar battle. But the, but like the whole, like uh, there's some just like incredible meme worthy moments, Ben. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What is, what's the exact line of like Palpatine is evil. From my point of view, the Jedi are the ones who are evil. (laughs) Yeah. Then you are lost, Anakin. Yeah, very good. And the whole, uh, it's over. I have the high ground. Uh, yeah. And Obi-Wan has like sort of this like smile on his face. Like Ewan McGregor is just like, <laughs> even in the thick of this moment, he can't help but present that swagger. In this fight, I was tracking the number of opportunities Anakin had to get the high ground. And he had, this is maybe another Darth Vader as a dummy. Darth, point, Vader, Darth Vader might be an idiot. Yeah, because he could have got the high ground so many times here. And then he just he lets Obi-Wan get the high ground. Terrible move. Um, but an incredible move is when Anakin does the jump and Obi-Wan's like, I, uh, I've thought about this for many years. 
<laughs> I once was in the lower ground, and then I assumed the higher ground, and I cut the guy in half, and I've spent many years since then wondering, why didn't he slice me when I flew up? Because if I ever have the high ground, I'm just going to slice whoever's flying up at me. Yeah. And so, like, he's, like, in this moment where he's, like, standing over Anakin, who's, you're my brother! And he's like, ah, man, he's going to jump at me, isn't he? I've been thinking about this forever, so I know exactly what to do. I can time it right. I know exactly what to do. I could probably do, like, a disarming move rather than outright murder. Uh, But it's Anakin. Ah, Oh, here he comes. And so he just, like, deftly slices off all of his limbs it's a money shot ben yeah it's it's the most impressive like the single arc, like, strike of a lightsaber yeah. we've ever seen. he gets the legs and an arm like that's crazy yeah what a move. that's very impressive yes very impressive and I, I i also do love the fact you know clearly he's never taught anakin this move right he's been keeping it to himself he must have he's been yeah. doing all of this thinking and he's like this this is my own piece of wisdom. This is yeah. just for me. Like Master Yoda has some things that only he knows. Me, the high ground. That's my thing. I'm the high ground guy. I know I'm what to do in the high guy. ground. Um, and like maybe even like, you know what? There's another read where it's like, everyone's like, don't do it, Anakin. I've got the high ground. I've been telling you for years what you do when you've got the high ground. I'm going to cut you in half. Or at least I'm going to cut off both of your legs and an arm. Don't I mean, he could jump have cut at him me. In half. He could have cut you in half, Anakin. You should like, realize that. He's like, he- don't jump at me, dude. And Anakin's like, I'm going to do it. And he's like, don't. Don't jump at me. Ah, oh, he's jumping at me. All right. And then he slices off both of his legs and an arm. How does he do that? It's It's just really good stuff. Really good stuff. It's just like a great, like a uh, very, a very impressive attack. And then, and then <laughs> you were my brother. You were the chosen one. Obi Wan is kind of a jerk here. Uh, like he's reading him for filth as Anakin's like, "Blah, ah, the fire, ah, it burns. I hate you. You're terrible. Oh my yeah. god!" And he leaves him there. Yeah, I know. It's awful. I mean, it's awful for two reasons, right? Force the- push this guy into the lava. That's right. Just this is the point to chop him in half. You can, you can chop him in half now. Force push him into the lava, or yeah, like jog up to him with your lightsaber, stab him in the brain, put him out of his misery. If this is your brother, don't like let you're watching him burn. Like Obi Wan has these modes where he's like, I can't look. Oh God, it's so gross. Oh God, this is so terrible. (laughs) The only reason Obi Wan doesn't finish off Darth Vader here is because he's got to be around for the next movie. That's it. He's in the other movies, so he has to leave him here. I can't kill him yet. Yeah, he's in the other movies. I gotta let him. I gotta let him live so he can kill me someday. Uh, I'm gonna call it. I think the Yoda fight's the better one. That's yeah. my call. Yeah. In fact, I, th- I think if we're ranking fights in the prequels, you've got Jewel of the Fates number one. Yeah. And then the Jewel of the Fates comes back for this Yoda fight. The music it comes yeah. back for the Yoda fight, not the Anakin fight. And I think that's because John Williams knows, right? John Williams knows the Yoda fight is the second best fight in the prequels. Yeah, maybe. I just, I, I, I love the Senate platforms flying around. No, the around. Mustafar like stuff is 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 a little video gamey, right? Yeah, it's it's fun, and you're right. It's very meme worthy. There's lots of good stuff in there. Uh, Obi Wan's killing it. 
Um, <laughs> no, he's not. not. That's the point. He should have. He should have. He should have. McGregor is killing it on uh, two <laughs> levels. He should have done it. One, yeah. it's it would have been like the nice thing to do. It would have been to, the nice thing to do. Don't let this poor boy just like roast. He's in agony. Look at him. When he yeah. says, I hate you, he's absolutely now at this point well within <laughs> his rights to say justified. that. So, yeah. You were my brother. Just do the cut off my yeah. head. Get, get this over with. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then the other thing is he leaves him alive to like get uh, put into a robot suit and become Darth Vader like as we know him. Yeah. That, this is the worst thing Obi-Wan ever does, I think. LVP point. Yeah. LVP point for sure. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan goes back Gets Padme. Is Anakin okay? He's like, totally fine. Yeah, Anakin's great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, is Anakin okay? He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Luckily, she's like, out before yeah. he can respond. How's like- Anakin doing? What's that? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the really loud. The lava is really loud. Uh, so he brings her back on the ship. Palpatine has his robots scoop Anakin up. Um, Padme uh, is going to... The the vision shall come true. That's the thing. It does come true, doesn't it? It does come true. Um, Yeah, so I think... Can Palpatine actually read the future? I mean, it comes true because he has the vision... It's it's an interesting. It's like the. I guess you're about to get to this, Josh. It's like the compass in Lost, right? Yeah, lives in this kind of world where um, you just can't unpick what came first, the chicken or the egg. Where did this come from? So it comes true, but that could still be, you know, Palpatine showing a real vision of a future that he can foresee if things go down his path. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, she dies, uh, and Luke and Leia live. Uh, the babies are saved. She, she dies. They're still good in Anakin. She tells him as she dies. Uh, I wish that like, I don't know. Should, should there have been more of like a, why she names them Luke and Leia moment? Yeah, maybe she's just loved these names since she was 12. I think that's the best we can do. But then, like, don't you think at some point during, like, the long pregnancy, she tells Anakin, like, I, I'm thinking, like, if it's a boy, it's Luke. If it's a girl, it's Leia. And then when he's Darth Vader and he's hanging out with Luke Skywalker, like, he's shouldn't like, he, yeah. like, he cer- he certainly should know about Leia at that point. Well, also, you know, how's the medical care on Coruscant that she doesn't even know she has twins? Like, this isn't yeah. a hard thing to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You would think. You would think. Uh, so she she doesn't make it. Meanwhile, a medical procedure of his own. This is the iconic moment. They put him in the Darth Vader suit, and he's in the bed. And they put it up in the in the upright position. And Palpatine's there. Palpatine at least being a good bro, right? With Darth Vader being like, "Hi, are you okay?" And Vader's like, "I'm not. <laughs> I'm really. <laughs> I'm really not. But thank you for asking." And Palpatine's like, of course, of course, you've been through a, an ordeal. <laughs> and Vader's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it hurts. Everything hurts. Anyway, uh, where I've loved this so much. Yeah. Where is Padme? <laughs> Just like the the immediate transformation into James Earl Jones is incredible. Yeah. It is. 
It's amazing what a mask can do for Hayden Christensen. I love, I love, like, Palpatine's like, yeah, I would love, and it's like, what's wrong with my voice? <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. And Palpatine's like, oh, you like it? Well, I thought that it'd be cool if you had, like, a voice module. <laughs> yeah. For you know, yeah. for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea that the voice module is like Siri. Like, Vader uh, can just pick whatever voice he wants. Uh, but, uh, uh. Now we'll give you Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Do you want to do impressions? Because you can now. It's very easy. He's like, I think I'll stay with this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I wouldn't want to be James or Jones. Yeah. Or, or Morgan Freeman. Those are really your two good choices. Palpatine's like, so you like your new your new uh, helmet, your new voice box? And Vader says, no! He this does. Is, <laughs> I can't help but laugh. Every time I see that, I cannot help but no. laugh. No! No! As he, just, as he just like, yeah, he just like gets his hands out. He's Frankenstein walks. Uh... It's ridiculous. My and how favorite is this one. Not the moment where Vader just kills Palpatine and says, "You said Padme would survive." Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, I still serve you. Okay, Padme's dead, but hey, this is what I'm doing now. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> you know what Palpatine should have done is Vader's like, "Where's Padme?" And Palpatine's like, "Oh, well, she's right over here." And then he has like a twin Darth Vader suit. <laughs> and he's like, that's her. And then, like, this other person who's like in this other Darth Vader suit's like, yeah, it's me, Padme. It's me. And Vader's like, whoa, matching suits. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> matching suits. But Where I are our children? And then there's like two little babies in matching <laughs> Darth Whoa. And Palpatine then, like, after Vader goes to sleep, like, goes to all three of them. And it's obviously like actors. It's like, you better get this right. You're replaceable. You're all just in masks, but we have to keep up a charade. We and have a we have an we have an illusion to maintain. Pat Palpatine's apprentice spends the first twenty years of his apprenticeship just in fatherhood. He's got yeah. no time to go around the galaxy anymore. That's it. That's over. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Padme gets her uh, her. Funeral. Oh no, there's some other stuff first. There's, there's the, the million endings here. Yeah, that you know we got to keep the kids safe. Let's split them up. Jimmy Spence is like, I'll take Leia. She seems cool. And Yoda's like, How about we send Luke to the most obvious place he could go? Yeah, I mean, both of them are in the most obvious place they could go, right? One with the mother's like key ally. Yeah, and one with Darth Vader's family. You want proof that Vader's a dummy? This is really the biggest proof. Oh, let's hide them in the most obvious places possible. But maybe that's it. Maybe Yoda's like, he'll never know. He's so dumb. <laughs> and then Bail Organa's like, why don't we call her Princess? Yeah. We're not royalty, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's amazing. Also, by the way, uh, you're going to be hearing from, you remember Qui-Gon Jinn? Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's a ghost now. Attention he invented fine this. now. Go be attached to Qui-Gon. He invented Force Ghosts. This was a thing everyone was asking for. Could you explain Force Ghosts to us? That's the point of the prequel. Liam Neeson figured it out. Dumb. Yeah. <clears throat> Don't like that at all. No, Yoda can figure this one out, right? Or Obi-Wan can figure this one out. Hey, this, this can be something that's been around for a thousand years. 
Yeah. Qui-Gon got, Qui-Gon was not even a good enough Je- Jedi to vanish, to, no. for his body to vanish when he died. He had to be burned. No. Yeah. Uh, all right. So then we get to the, like, the funeral. Oh, I guess 3PO has to have his mind wiped. So R2-D2 doesn't, huh? Nah, because R2 can keep a secret. Yeah. R2-D2's chill. Yeah, C-3PO, um, you know, he's going to really screw chatty this Chatty Cathy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the Padme funeral, you get to see Jar Jar. That's the only time, right? Yeah. And, you know, I the first time I watched this, I didn't see C.O. Bibble, and I was all ready to go, you know, LVP for C.O. Bibble. I love C.O. Bibble. show up to Padme's funeral. But no, yeah. he was there. I checked. He's there. C.O. Bibble's there. He's like, it should have been me. Um... Young Moff Tarkin with Vader. They're watching the Death Star get constructed. Uh, Jimmy Smith goes to Alderaan, a planet that will totally be fine. Everything yeah, will be great. Years. Everything will be great. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it's a cool scene. Obi-Wan with Luke uh, bringing him to Owen and, and Beru and the twin sons of Tatooine is a cool thing, I guess. Like, it just always looks neat and the music is great. Um, and you know, that's kind of like, I mean, that's the point of these, right? It's like, how did Darth Vader become Darth Vader? What happened with, with Luke? You know, like, how did they, uh, you know, get, you know, uh, broken away from, from Vader and everything. So like, you know, they're fulfilling the promise here, but it's rushed. It's really, really rushed, obviously. Yeah, it's Um, rushed. And, you know, to me, it feels a little bit like, you know, some of these things that do make Darth Vader look like a dummy, it feels a little bit like they got the plot wrong to get to this point on some of these things. You know, like, why is Baru and Owen actually family with Darth Vader? They didn't need to be. Uh, it could have just been some random person Yoda knew, um, you know. Like, uh, but you, you can't complain too much, I suppose. We get there. But it does feel like this is all just getting us to the end point. And I would have been just as happy maybe without some of these things. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but it's definitely the best prequel. I really think it, it, it's hard. It's I, I think I, I could be sentimental about Phantom Menace. I could have my mind changed a little bit about Attack of the Clones. But I do think that the popular consensus that Revenge of the Sith is the best one is probably right. Uh, it's got some bad stuff it's got some good stuff too uh it's really entertaining um it's very bleak but that's what this was supposed to be it's just probably like the tonal whiplash is so severe that it could have been it could have been mitigated by earlier movies that were plotted better yeah i think that's right actually most of what's wrong with this movie is (laughs) is straight out of the first two movies um you you plan the three slightly better and i think this movie could be really really good but i agree with you like not only is this the best of the prequels like i think it's better than episode nine at least like this yeah it goes up the list of my star wars movies oh yeah it's it's i mean i it's absolutely better than episode nine no doubt uh i would i would argue all three of the prequels are better than episode nine personally some would I think episode nine is not as bad as we remember on a rewatch when I rewatched it All right, it well, we'll see someday. But, but, um, but, yeah, but it's not great, and it's not great for some of the same reasons that the prequels aren't great, which is the plot uh, was not well thought through enough. 
But there's there's so much that is good in here. There's so much good acting. I feel like Ewan McGregor and Ian McDermott in particular, as we've talked about throughout the pod, they were just killing it, right? And they were killing it in some really important scenes that if they weren't killing it, this movie would have been a very different thing. Yeah, and especially Ian McDermott. Uh, Palpatine's just a, a really ridiculous character. Yeah, uh, He just does such a great job with him. I understand the temptation to bring him back. Like I totally get it. Cause he's still, oh, yeah. he, he's just so good. Like why not make use of him? Um, like I understand that instinct. I think it's the, like that's one of the things that like you shouldn't indulge that instinct, but I get it. Um, I mean, or if you're going to indulge it, you know, seed it from episode seven indulge it as a plan. Don't indulge it as a whim. Um, he's going to show up in uh the obi-wan kenobi show right like they're gonna try and like surprise us Ooh, with that maybe yeah i mean would that be a surprise he's the emperor he's the emperor but they haven't announced it right like it's gonna be like an unannounced cameo is there's gonna yeah. be a scene with darth vader reporting to ian mcdermott like we're in, we're in the height of the empire i think we have to expect that yeah. everyone's gonna show up pretty yeah. much yeah yeah i think Not- voice actor in the bad batch i could imagine that so how do you feel the prequels hold up overall, Josh? You've, you've seen um, all three now. I had fun. I had fun. I definitely did. Like, I, I definitely had fun. They're not great. They're, you know, in many ways, actively bad. Um, but they're, you know, is it was it Troy who said uh, even bad Star Wars is good Star Wars? All Star Wars is good all Star Wars? All Star Wars is good Star Wars. All Star Wars is bad Star Wars. I endorse yeah. that so much. You know, yeah. I, think, I think when we get into the original trilogy, like, there is bad stuff in there. There For is sure. bad stuff in there. And it's okay. I love it. You know, it's fine. It, it doesn't bother me that these movies aren't perfect, or even the, in some ways they're awful, uh, especially maybe number one. It doesn't bother me because they're fun. And I also look at the next generation, like, you know, my nephew, who's 21, this is his Star Wars. He grew yeah. up on this stuff. And and he is a staunch defender of the prequels in the same way that you or I are a staunch defender of the original trilogy, right? Because if you grow up with this stuff, it's your Star Wars and, and, and that's what makes it great. Yeah. Yeah, I you know what? I think that the benefit of time and just like, uh, I don't know, like wanting, I don't know. Wanting to have fun with Star Wars, like that has that has worked for me by watching these movies and like revisiting them. This is probably the most I've enjoyed the prequels uh, in a really that. long time. Yeah, I'd endorse that. This is possibly the most I've enjoyed the prequels ever. And you know, like I'm not the kind of person who hates movies very often. I don't mind a bad movie. Like three stars is actually my zone. A good three star movie is a good time. Five star movies, you know, sometimes five star movies are five star movies because you don't want to watch them. Star Wars, yeah. you always want to watch. Yeah, that's and- a very good point. Emily and I often talk about how like uh we we always are looking for like a like a five out of ten on IMDB. Like a six yeah. out of ten is a little too rich for our blood even. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we want it like just like sort of like a shit movie that we can turn on and turn our brains off a little bit and just like have fun sometimes. Um and I think that these do fit that bill. Yeah. I completely agree. And that's good. I like it. I'm I, fine I, with that. I was very pleased to be watching Revenge of the Sith, especially after like it'd been February was when I watched Attack. So like it had been a little bit since I'd gone back into it. 
Uh, and so I, I was really having a lot of fun watching this this week. Uh, I thought in, um, in tribute to Down the Hatch, we should do some Down the Hatchy stuff. How do you feel? Should um, we do it? Yeah. What do you have in mind? Should we do some mind? MVPs and LVPs? <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, MVP Palpatine. MVP Palpatine for sure. I mean, like, he could get all the MVP points. He could do a Lapidus-like sweep here. Uh, you would think that um, Mace Windu LVP for some of the reasons we sketched out. Yeah, definitely. I think Anakin, huge LVP. Uh, Anakin, <laughs> he's a dummy, right? We just proved yeah, that he's, he's a sucks. dummy. Yeah, that's, he does this bad. all wrong. He does this that's all bad. wrong. Uh, younglings um, and LVP, Josh? Yeah, they die. They die, I think. Um, uh, I think Jimmy Smith's MVP because he's so ride or die. He's like, he saves no, this Yoda. Is, he saves Yoda. He saves Leia. He's like, this shit's messed up. I'm not getting involved. Like, I'm on the level. I'm a good guy. Like, this is gross. Like, he steps in. He helps out. I mean, the Senate are definitely LVPs. They're like the Gorka LVPs. Mm-hmm. They've been yeah, they're the on Palpatine uh, for years. Yeah, they're the Gawkers. Um, CO MVP for showing up at the, uh, at the funeral mm-hmm. of Padme. Uh, no, at least he showed up. He should have showed up. He did the right thing. Yeah, uh, he could have done right. more. Um, I would say um, account Dooku LVP. Uh, he really got punked, and he didn't seem to know what he was walking himself into. Um, I would, I would say that Owen and Baru MVPs for taking Luke when they must have been like you know he's going to come here. And they're like, no, he'll be fine. They're like, oh, God. you're. Well, we're not going to say no, but... So, like, knowing that it was, like, a bad yeah. move for them, yeah. they took him. It was a life-threatening move. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Brave. Very courageous. Um, I- I'm going to give an MVP to the delegation on Utapau. Uh, <laughs> well, they gave Obi-Wan the goods. Yeah. They and also that exactly little dog creature, the, like the horse tiger. The yeah. Arr! Yeah. Yeah. MVP and an MVP to the uh, to the the opera troupe. Yeah, uh, they were great. Really high quality performers. Yeah, LVP to Darth Plagueis for dying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and for not saving Padme. MVP for, to Chewbacca for for putting Yoda in the onion. <laughs> oh, Chewbacca! That's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> Always saving the day. Now, to yeah. be fair, Chewbacca, he kind of did save Yoda's life before yeah. the Union as well, too, right? Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's earned that. LVP you, to the droid army. What do you give this movie on a scale of zero to force point two stars? Force point two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Perfect force point two, right? I feel like this is about, oh, I feel like this is about the 2.1. <laughs> Whoa! I, I feel like this, and, and to be fair, so my my philosophy on the stars, right? Has well, always, you're a harsher grader than I I'm am. A harsher grader than you are. Yeah, so my philosophy yeah. is always the worst movie has to get the zero. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grading from zero, the worst movie. Four point two is the best movie. This is got. Uh, yeah, I probably could. You could convince me into going higher than a two point one, but this is like not much. This is the good, the good movie of the prequels. But I would still put five out of six of the other Skywalker movies above this one. Yeah. And they would all be in the threes. So, yeah, you could put this one anywhere in the two. Maybe give it like a 2.7. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, what about this? Uh, I I would say I would probably give this one like a like probably like a two point five. I think probably yeah. somewhere in there. Maybe yeah. 2.3, 2.5. Yeah, that's about right. See? And, about I, and, I, and I think like Phantom Menace and Attack are probably somewhere between 2 and 2.5 for me. All right. Um, see? And the I, original trilogy, you know, A New Hope is like probably like a, like a, I mean, I think the original trilogy, like those are all like basically 4.2s for me. You know, I love to give out a perfect score. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and then I would say Force Awakens, like I give that like a 3, probably. Uh, I give Last Jedi probably like a 3.7 and I give Rise of Skywalker is probably like my uh, in my ones. That's my least favorite. That all seems fair. I feel like that all seems fair. I'm probably higher on The Force Awakens than you are. And here's something controversial. So you're going to be getting to Solo soon. Solo's up in the high threes for me. I love yeah, Solo. I ha- so I haven't seen it. I'm really excited to see Solo. Uh, I've got some time before I do. I'm excited for you to see it too. I can't wait to hear your your fresh takes on on Solo, and and Rogue One, the opposite. Everyone loves Rogue One. I, I'm standing there going, "Why is Darth Vader living in a tower on Mustafar? Why is I, I wanted to rewrite the first hour of that movie, and I've never yeah. felt that way. I don't even feel that way on on the Phantom Menace. So yeah. Rogue One, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I I need to reevaluate Rogue One. I know some people love it and some people really don't. Um, I don't have super strong feelings one way or the other, but I'm I'm excited to get there. We've got some time. Uh, some would say a long time to go before we get there. We've got Bad Batch <laughs> Bad next batch. month, but before that, we'll have one more Revenge of the Sith for you. We'll get Kevin and Latanya in here, do some feedback, send it in Star Wars at postshowrecaps.com. We want to hear it. We want to know what you thought. You can also hit us up in the Discord, of course, patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. Sign up for the Postshow Recaps patron program. You can join us. You can uh, you can talk to us in our Star Wars channel. It's a really, really fun community, specifically in the Star Wars channel. If you want to keep the conversation going there, we'd love to hear from you. Um, ben, you can be found on Twitter at Curtain. Yeah, you used to be uh, at Golden and a mess of numbers. That was always hard for me to remember. Yes, I did. But now I'm yeah. at Decurtoned, just, just for you. Yeah. So he's at Decurtoned, as in a curtain that has been decurtained. I'm at Round Howard. Ben, this was a blast. This was this so was much fun. This was a lot of fun. Heaps of fun. Was, Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, it was terrific. I had a blast. It was so much fun to go through it with you. I think people are going to like this one. Let us know. Is Darth Vader an idiot? We really do want to know. <laughs> Star Wars at postshowrecaps.com. Uh, that is what we want to know. That's going to do it for the recap on Revenge of the Sith. We will be back soon with more coverage with our Duel of Debates and Feedback show. Until then, everybody take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.